Good day, Critters. Travis Willingham here, and I am excited to welcome you to the podcast version of our Critical Role show. If you would like to watch the stream as it airs, you can tune in on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash critical role or at youtube.com slash critical role. The video on demand versions are immediately available for our Twitch subscribers or on YouTube the following Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. Podcast episodes are right here on the Critical Role Podcast Network on Thursdays one week after the initial broadcast. Now that we've got all that covered, let's get this adventure going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy ass voice actors, nerdy ass voice, I fucked me up, nerdy ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. Out of the gate. Good job, Matt. Uh, before we jump into our session tonight, we do have some quick announcements to get through. Uh, begin with our first sponsor, which is Quip. And uh, here we go. Oh boy. Oh. What oh, wow. the shit is that? <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Ludo McGillicuddy. <laughs> And welcome back to the Quip Public Domain Lounge! I prepared a groovy melody medley of songs about Quip's amazing gum, which you can get for 30% off by going to getquip.com slash critical30! And, uh, you're, you're gonna perform it? I can't, Malibu Barbie! You see, my legal counsel from the firm of Ray Ray and Huber Yep, has advised me that a medley of Beatles songs is not public domain. In fact, it would cost us. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da, that's a lot of Benjamins. So instead, I wrote a different quip song medley. Great, go ahead. We need to really keep this moving. Unfortunately, so just... Manchester United, my new medley was all based on the music of R. Kelly, Chris Brown, and Kid Rock. Oh, no. And my counsel advises me that their music is, at best, problematic. Yeah, it's good counsel. So what are you, uh, you going to do instead, then? Well, Margot Robbie, that's where you come in. I've decided to make up a song on the spot to sing about Quip's amazing gum. It's called Improv, and you are gonna help me. Oh, no. I'll sing the sing up, the setup line, oh. and you sing the no. response, which will rhyme with my line. Sure. Are you ready, my chemical romance? <laughs> All right. Song. Oh, I can't snap. <laughs> I can't snap with these, can I? <laughs> A quip gum is minty fresh, and it's really fun to chew. I really wish you would get away and maybe say I do. Ooh! It helps prevent cavities, freshens breath, and it's sugar-free. I must have done something bad in a past life to have you next to me. Oh! <laughs> There's a couple more. Oh God, we're still going. And dispenser, <laughs> if you get a refill plan. If anybody would do me a favor and get rid of this man. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And one more for you. Okay. I'm a much better singer than Michael here. Oh, wouldn't you say? Looking over my shoulder, seeing your face, it always ruins my day. Hey! <laughs> that was great. But don't quit your day job, Mothra. Yeah, okay. 
All right. Uh, for you fine folks in the lounge, get started today with nine packs of gum, a free plastic dispenser, and a free and free shipping for just fourteen dollars at getquip.com slash critical thirty. As I would do, come on, legal counsel. As I would do, but do, but do, beep, pop, but do, Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's a, there's a bee story in the quip ads oh. that I'm slowly turning into a sunflower. <laughs> it's an unstated bee story. <laughs> That's just an extra layer. Wait, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> It's so unnecessary. I know, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> that was a secret plot line. Are we established in season two? Like, is this leading to anything? What the fuck? What? That's for the hardcore fans. Oh they, they probably have been noticing it for a while now. Has anybody noticed it? Has this been established already? It's been going for a while. Oh my what? God. What? Okay. Some bits are for them, and some are for me. <laughs> props, props, Sam. <sighs> The layers. Oh man! This oh man! Okay. I'm not okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I guess to follow that up, uh, Travis, you had something you wanted to talk about. Yep. Well, it was a big day, and in case you missed our uh, New York Comic Con panel earlier, we have some exciting news. Hey. Oh Season two of the Legend of Vox Machina is coming January 2023. Uh, the exact premiere date will be revealed soon, but even more exciting news. Season three has officially been greenlit! Oh, oh man! Season three, the adventure continues. Uh, thank you everyone for your support. We are so excited. We can't can't wait to bring you the rest of this amazing show. End of January, it's gonna it's gonna rock your body. Get hype. Get hype. Get hype. Get hype. Get hype. Get it. Laura. Hi. Hi. I'm hype. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! I know. That's okay, oh. this is actually this is a good okay. Oh. So, okay, oh, yes, thank you, Samuel. I am announcing this. <laughs> you don't know. This is intense. This is intense. This was a lot. This is. I, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's yeah. Molly Mock Tea Leaf. Slowly turn it. In the the Molly Mock Tea Leaf, and just to look for Oracle of the Moon deck. Oh, it's a Box of Satan. Oh, yeah. Featuring Ooh. art by Kimia oh, Lilliam oh. and Frey. Oh, <laughs> there's a car. Oh, wait. There's cards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You check it out. It's amazing. Box art by Grace Barrios here. Oh. So, you've got, so you've got the Molly Mock cards and the Jester cards and also your own blank cards to add to your deck Whoa. as you see fit. Right there. Uh, We've been right working there. on this Marshall. really since we did the tarot cards in <laughs> in the campaign two stuff. It takes so a while to make stuff, you guys. Yeah. It designs. So I'm very right. excited. There's two I know. Designs. I know. That that is amazing. Like a tarot card. I just got so that. anyway, <laughs> that's going on. In addition to that, we've got. Oh. <laughs> 
This is my favorite jersey. Oh, this oh, is my Trio shirt. Beautiful. And um, that's awesome. It's, I think yeah, it's my favorite show we've ever done. Yeah, they're just it's our Halloween, our Halloween trio. There's so many little Easter eggs in this. Check it out. The art is by Natalia Klimchik, and it's freaking amazing. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. My favorite. Do you recommend that people just tape over Laudna with like a piece of tape? Just wash her out with your tears. And then in addition to that, we've got an eight bit villains sweatshirt crew neck thingy. I'm wearing the small. This is the large. Look, I'm Travis Willingham. It's got all of our it's got all of our villains from across multiple campaigns. It's incredible. And the artist is Grace Berrios. Amazing. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Show your Halloween spirit by repping villains or your Halloween spirit by repping witches. Or there are a lot of little Or read them. somebody's tarot so while you're wearing one of these shirts. I'm done. Can you read their tarot? <laughs> what? Technically, it's an oracle deck. But it's an oracle I, I deck. Can, I can, uh, I pulled the jester card, so there you are. <gasps> Did it's you a jester know? card. Right? Oh, it's a sign. Joy and chaos. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, these are, the art on these cards is so pretty. So beautiful. Lots of lore in there too. Super lore heavy because I have a problem. I was covering it. I was, I was, I was holding it in my heart. Check it out. It's so gorgeous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's beautiful. Check it out. Go to our shop. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Thank you, Laura. Well, I believe that concludes our announcements. So let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode. Oh. One by one we climb until we reach the top, two by two we fall. Will we meet our end or meet our destiny? Hold your breath and roll. It's Thursday night, all ye critters come join us, it's time to continue our flight. There is magic and mystery, who knows what will happen, he might. But one thing's for sure, we never give up on the fight. From the healer to the renegade, we all share the same goal Adding more allies, taking more chances Hold your breath and roll It's Thursday night All ye critters, come join us It's time to continue our plan There is magic and mystery From darkness our friendship will rise We never give up on the fight Oh, get ready It's Thursday night And welcome back. So, last we left off. Bell's Hells, recovering from their encounter with Odohan Thule, the deadly legend of the peaks, who seems intent on this strange psychic connection with Imogen. 
uh, tore through your group, killing two of you and mortally wounding Ladna before being pushed away by some sort of unleashed force within Imogen. Upon triggering a series of memories, some locked, some unseen, you all returned and found Ladna now expired. You managed to recover Fern and Orem, but Ladna remained dead and beyond your abilities. You called the airship to bring you back to Drusar, where you turned in Armand Treshi for quite a bounty. You traded information with Lord Eshteros and prepared for what coming dangers might come to anyone involved in this circumstance. You also reached out to your champion, Keyleth, the voice of the Tempest, back from Zephra, who is, amongst her own challenging chaos, found a moment to come and aid you, traveling through a tree within the city of Drusar and guiding you all to a destination of your choosing, being the Tal'Dorian city of Whitestuff. What? As the doorway opens in the trunk of this tree, you look past into this neighborhood as you all step through, emerging from where you once were across Exandria to instead this city in the center of the Parchwood. As one by one you all emerge from the trunk, you immediately see the wreath of golden leaves, green turning to yellow above you. You can see the massive trunk behind you this incredible example of a tree, larger than any that you've encountered in just general width and majesty. The hundreds of branches tangle upward where you can hear the dozens of birds that have made their homes up in its boughs above, the leaves occasionally falling and drifting past you. Beyond that, you can see the open courtyard, this, this center portion of the town where numerous streets branch off into different neighborhoods, the buildings cluttered around, people going about their business here in the mid, well, at this point it would be kind of Close to the evening. I'm trying to remember the timing of this now with Round the World. Now I have to do with this shit. <laughs> time zone, time I know, I know, I know. It's <laughs> so actually, no, it would be early morning at this time, I'd say. More or less. You guys are further west from here. So yeah, so it would be it would be probably in the early hours past sunrise. The sky itself is still blue with the occasional kind of wisp of cloud, but it definitely has that early morning kind of navy to light blue transition, just barely tapering off as the light begins to crest over the distant Alabaster Sierras. Beyond the rooftops of the center of this town, you can see the various tall pine trees that make up the parchwood peeking past, and beyond them, the Alabaster Sierras themselves, this massive, rocky mountain barrier that contains the northeastern and western sides of this valley. And there beyond that, on a hill, or beyond the city itself, cresting just beyond where the edge of the city itself lies, you can see the towering shadow of the Castle Whitestone looming above. You hear the tree close behind you as you're taking in all the sights and sounds. Some of the early folk that have risen and are starting the day of work kind of look confused over in that direction. A little bit of a gawking, you know, rubberneck sort of mentality at these sudden emerging strangers in the middle of the city. But a lot of them also seem to be focused on the person who brought you here. As the last person to step through is the voice of the Tempest herself, Keyleth. There's still an intense look on her face, acknowledging the purpose and reason for this journey. After she finishes stepping through, the tree closes. <sighs> well, 
my apologies. Uh, welcome to Whitestone. Uh, I don't know how many of you have been here before. A weird sensation. Um, none of us. Have you been, Horum? That's a question for you, DM. I know that Derek accompanied Keyleth from time to time. Correct. You were not necessarily like a right-hand person. Not at all. So I would say this might be your first time to Whitestone, though okay. you may have heard of it and maybe seen individuals pass Definitely in and out of Zephra. An overheard but conversation. This may have been your first, maybe your first time to Whitestone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I did spring break in Whitestone about two, <laughs> is it three? I'll, it'll come to me. It's strange. Furthest I've been anywhere. <laughs> wow. Yep, this is. Is this the. Uh, the tree? At about oh, this point. Loud, 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 loudness tree? I think so. I mean, she she said it was a giant one in the middle of town. This is the one. It's about this point that you see a cluster of armored guards approaching with kind of a, a darkened metal, not quite like black iron, but like a, uh, a dark polished sheen to it, approaching with kind of dark gray cloaks with a bit of a, a pale yellow coloring from beneath, uh, kind of spears or swords at the side. They kind of jaunt up quickly, first at the arrival of these strangers, but upon recognizing your uh, escort, uh, one of them steps forward. Uh, Voice of the Tempest, uh, our apologies. Do you do you require an escort to the castle? Uh, we know not your business here. And she kind of raises her hand. Um, uh, we, not a worry. I, th I thank you for the offer. Uh, we'll meet with the riflemen on our own accord. Um, but uh, thank you anyway. And she grabs the staff and begins stepping in a northward direction towards the castle. Before a couple of steps pass, she turns and goes, you, you can follow. Oh. There's just so much wood. Can I, would it be <laughs> offensive to take a little sample? I would ask maybe the chamber first for permission. This is kind of a, it's kind of an important relic for the place. Okay, fair. There's so much to go around. Understood. Uh, well, anyway, uh, this way. Orm, out of old habit, falls in where Derek would uh, to the right and behind Keyleth and where Lita then did and just starts trailing the Tempest. Okay. I walk next to Ashton, who's carrying. Very tightly holding okay. the package on my back. Okay. As you progress, kind of falling <laughs> in line behind both Orm and the voice of the Tempest, uh, Fern, your fresh cut grass, Orm definitely, uh, you notice that as she walks, the cloak that she wears, this mantle of beautiful shifting colors of leaves, it trails just gently across the ground behind her. Um, it doesn't push through and leave a mark across the dirt and dust, but you see where she walks, there's almost like a, a five to 10 second period where grass seems to grow and kind of leave just the faint image of where she walks behind, uh, this little uh, uh, touch of nature just kind of blooming in her wake. I am on the verge of tears. <laughs> you continue to walk through, and as you do, shutters and windows begin to open, individuals kind of you know, bringing about the life of the day's work. And with that, also a few whispers and a few people kind of glancing and looking out and paying attention to this unexpected procession. Um, as they continue to walk in silence, awkward tension, Keyleth eventually kind of looks over her shoulder. So, uh, 
what what do you what do you all do? Uh, say you're adventurers. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all have different, you know, come from different walks of life. I myself, I'm a master craftsman, uh, Jenny Pockapi, C Pop Industries. Um, Fern here is a bit of a, you know, jack of all trades. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do lots of lots of lots of so many things. I can sense the odd, fey nature around you with but a glance. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very wonderful. I just, oh, I really I... like this piece. Thanks. Um, <laughs> anyway. She's really good with um, uh, animals and stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too, actually. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, <clears throat> keeps walking a bit. <laughs> you, I. Hi. I don't think I've ever met an automaton with so much personality. Oh, uh, I get that a lot. It's because I was uh, uh, I was created as an ancient killer uh, <laughs> a thousand years ago, uh, an assassin um, by okay. a, by a by a long gone uh, land or, or uh, mm. civilization. But I forgot all that, and now I'm just trying to be helpful. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that you've chosen a different path. Uh, you know, uh, redemption is often a, a wonderful aspiration. I agree. Um, are you a are you a holy person at all, or? Uh, not in not in the oh. classic sense, I guess. Uh, there are many holy people that do similar work, but I'm I I don't I'm not I have a tangled relationship with the gods, you could say. Oh, um, are they are they trustworthy or some may be, but. I tend to be more of a believer in, well, the world we call home. How can you tell which ones to trust? Sometimes you have to meet them. You've met the gods? A few. She keeps walking. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm feeling in over my depth. I feel like we're really in over our depth. This is a lot. I knew it was going to be a lot. This is a lot. Orm, she knows the gods. Holy fuck, man. Continuing to walk past this kind of central cluster of neighborhoods, you see a few larger houses, some, some like small clusters. Uh, to the right, uh, as you begin to approach what looks to be one of the outer walls of the city, you can see a second courtyard to the right, like a, another, almost like a marketplace with its own kind of internal courtyard wall and towering above it, three stories almost to the sky, you see this intricate clock tower. <laughs> you see all of these incredible carvings that uh, at a distance look like almost uh, gargoyles or soldiers, but some of them shift slightly. You can hear the intricate gears, even though as muffled interior as they can, as you walk past, you can hear the just the whirring of clockwork. Wow. That's not bad. Gilith <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of stops for a minute and looks at it and then keeps walking. We met in the city of Drasar, mostly through circumstance. <clears throat> it was a happy accident. Um, I know we're a weird bunch, but. Oh, that's right. You might have known the man who brought us together, Bertrand Bill? That fuck. <laughs> Indeed, I do, yes. If all this business goes well, I'm, I believe he's in 
turd in the city if you'd like to visit his oh, resting yeah. place. Yeah, we, s- we right. sent him to, to the Lord That's and right. Lady of Whitestone. I've learned a, a decent amount of what you sent me to learn, uh, but I wouldn't have done it without any of them. Well, tell me, tell me what you know, and thank you for your help in this. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how far you've <laughs> fallen into our tangled midst of this past danger, but if what you say is true, and this is indeed this Odohan figure responsible, I'll have to look into it and ask around myself. She is. It's the same people. And you're certain we can bring this one back? You know what happened when we tried last time. I'm not certain, but we're desperate, Tempest. She stops right as you're getting to the base of the walkway that leads out of the exterior wall and up towards the castle, and she turns to you. Uh, your, your name again, I'm sorry. Uh, Ash, Ashton. Ashton, Keyleth. Yeah, hi. Um, can, can I, how do I say this respectfully? Can I, can I look at the body? Uh, inspect, inspect the corpse. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, Highness, I. Uh, just, just keep it. What happened? What the happened? La- the last, the last time? time. <clears throat> As you kind of take the body, and she's like now kind of just rattling off as she's beginning to help pull away the wrapping. Like, when we were attacked in Zephra, the assassins utilized a particular, a particular kind of toxin, a venom that is extremely rare. It is designed intentionally to lock away divine magics to prevent resuscitation. It's extremely expensive, and I hate to think what their plans were. I know it's a long shot, but friend wasn't killed exactly the same way. It was this Thule woman. And I, I don't, I hate the idea of repeating the past. Tempest and I. You watch as she kind of reaches back into her cloak and is pulling out a, uh, a pouch, and from that is removing this like odd dried moss and kind of like mashes it together, pulls out Looks to be like a, a series, almost like a, like a dust with a few seeds in it. And you watch her, she kind of sprinkles it over this moss. As it does, it begins to glow and swirl. And she brings her hand up, and you watch as it kind of trails her, like a small wind just kind of pulls it out of her palm. And as she directs it downward, it drifts onto the wounds that are still visible on Laudna's body. And as it rests there for a second, they glow, and then just dissipate and dematerialize. Keith nods and stands up. Well, the good news is there's no trace of that toxin, so whoever did this wasn't looking to, at least wasn't prepared to close the loop. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah she sure. starts helping wrap that Sure. Laudna is a, a, a special case. I, I, I mean, obviously, I know how much you know because I'm the one that told you, but um, she she's already been brought back once before. Right. She came back as something a little d- different than she was the first time. 
if that makes sense. She kind of nods. I'm quite familiar with those who find different paths through fate when they return. I don't know if that makes things more difficult or, or, or less difficult. I don't either. Complicated. Everything always gets more complicated. She kind of breathes heavy for a second, kind of lost in thought, <clears throat> and continues walking towards the castle. Orm was uh, crouching by Ladna, pausing over her, and when he steps up and walks after the Tempest, there's a small little circle of flowers around her neck. Okay. He follows the Tempest. As you walk, you can see the, the guards, the pale guard of the city, all kind of standing at different ready positions, watching over the castle, watching over the city, and as the voice of the Tempest approaches, they nod in respect, click their legs together and bow and kind of step aside. You are being giving a royal procession up to this castle. And the castle stopping and staring and stuff? Uh, you've, you've now left the city, oh, okay. so you're now on the the walkway that leads up under the hill to the castle. So uh, there's no not too many looky loos beyond just the the local guards per se. Uh, but as you head up, you can glance over and now have a beautiful view of the city behind you, and it is expansive. Uh, and there is more construction beyond that. You can see that the city is kind of still in the process of expanding, um, but beyond its boundaries, you can now see the incredible expanse of the Parchwood. Um, as you approach the exterior of the castle walls, you can see the rising towers, the uh, beautiful flashes of the interior garden of the main courtyard, and uh, the guards begin to open the gates to lead you all in to the interior uh, courtyard of the castle itself. Um, stepping inward, you see a new type of guard begin to approach. Not quite as heavily armored breastplates, the helmets begin to give way instead to uh, darker stained leathers with cloaks over a shoulder. You can see uh, large rifles, um, different than the carbines that you saw in Basaris or other Guardian scene. Like These look very sleek and well-made, and they're kind of shouldered over one side. Um, a lot of them kind of talk amongst themselves a bit and acknowledge your approach. Keyleth raises a hand and steps towards the front of the stairs and speaks. Um, I, Voice of the Tempest, uh, am here representing some friends who are requesting an audience with any members of the chamber that are present. Uh, one of the guards steps forward. This man, he has like kind of a like shaggy blonde hair, looks about in his 40s or so. He's got kind of this leather hat on that looks like one side brim is kind of pinned up on one side. He's got a bit of a, a goatee, it's a little scraggly, kind of steps forward. <clears throat> uh, Lady Keyleth, um, these are the wanderers that I've heard through the chain have stepped through the sun tree under your protection, and as the Arashari, I assume. Um, Keyleth nods, says, of course, Captain. Well, uh, Lady Cassandra is still meeting in Lyrangorn. Uh, I do believe the Lord is in. The Lord is in, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, uh, well, but regardless, shit. Regardless, Lady Keyleth, welcome. It is good to see you. She looks over. It is good to see you too, Captain Leor. Leor or Baylor? Leor. Leor. Nice well. L-E-O-R-E. 
The Lord is in his office, I believe. Come. The Lord is in his office. I'm feeling very paranoid. This whole place is really, really hitting my paranoia. I feel very exposed. This is a lot. We don't know. I hope you know what you're doing. Ashen, just be yourself around this fellow. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's gonna like you a lot. I promise I will not be myself around this person. We want to get shit done. You step into the immediate, wide, beautiful antechamber of the castle. You can see there are spiral staircases of stone on each side, to the right and left, as well as various hallways, and what looks to be one central chamber that leads forward into a heavy staircase, where two doors are closed into what looks to be a grand chamber beyond. Uh, stepping inside, the, uh, the captain with the hat continues to lead you to the right-hand side, down a long hallway, and up a secondary staircase. Um, about this time, as you're kind of nervously looking around, you can see all manner of uh, beautiful decorations. There are uh, like stone wall-mounted ivy plants that drift down the side of the wall. You can see there are thin banners that carry what looks to be a crest uh, that bears both a massive tree on it uh, that kind of winds up with a star in the center with a number of stars around it beyond there. Um, you recognize it as the crest of the Chamber of Whitestone. Orem, you notice you're being followed. Glancing about, you see a, a shadow out of the corner of your eye down behind you in the hall that just vanishes. Size? About your size. Okay. Um, I clock it. Okay. <clears throat> You continue up the stairs to a secondary floor, and then turn right to a large set of double, kind of dark, brown, red colored wooden doors with iron clasps across, uh, and what looks to be large iron rings to pull it open. <coughs> the captain knocks. Lord Dorolo. Yes, Captain Kynan. The captain. The captain is Kynan. I have guests who wish to speak with you, at the behest of Lady Keyleth, who is also here. At this point, he looks back, and Keyleth is actually fallen back in the hallway, and she's kind of like staring off for a second. Um, Fern. Fresh cut grass in Orem, uh, you can hear Keyleth kind of looking off into the distance and saying, of, of course. Yes, no, I understand. I'll, uh, I'll be there as soon as possible. <clears throat> she look, looks back to the rest of you. Uh, my apologies. I have other business I have to attend to shortly, but I'll I'll walk you into the Lord's chamber, and uh, they should be able to take care of you from here. It won't be you helping with her. I do not have the materials at my disposal to 
to help with such an endeavor. Uh, unfortunately, that fits more into the realm of divine, and the, the level of magics that could possibly do so require rare materials that are, at the moment, beyond my grasp. Oh. Well, we're grateful for getting us here. Of course, of course. That was immeasurable. Thank you, Tempest. Of course. We have money. We can buy, th- buy materials if that's what you need. Do you have 25,000 gold on you? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> close to it. We can get it, maybe. I see what other options there are at your disposal, possibly within other people's bailiwicks. And if all that fails, just reach out to me again and I'll see what I can do. Um, unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, and kind of glances around at the rest of you. We are a month out from Napogee Solstice, which means many different forces are working towards goals, altruistic and nefarious. We haven't even told you everything we found out. You hear on the other side of the doorway. Very well, let them in. The captain kind of gives a nudge. Uh, just a moment. Um, everything about Odahan, everything about the solstice. It's a lot. Everything about the moon. Just give her the abbreviated version. Maybe it'll ring a bell. There's a city on the moon. There's a, a, a cage over the moon. There's forces in, in Marquette that are trying to, I don't know, break it free. Arcade cage. Sound? Yeah. About right there are writings that have been found in Vasselheim about the nature of the moon. If it is a moon, it's a lot. And about people who were born under that moon. Maybe you were. I don't know. I don't really know you yet, but there's a possibility because people who are ruidous born sometimes they go. These people have been going after them. And there's a fake creature called the Nightmare King that's working to do something to it. And he's working with Odahan. Yep. They seem to be targeting anyone who's looking into the moon and the ley lines. And the unseelie court's all up in this shit. And sometimes my parents are doing. That doesn't matter. Oh boy. Yeah, do it. I know you sound like conspiracy theorists, but I swear all of it's true. It's true. I guess suppose I'll put that on the pile. Um. Okay, let me think on this. I have a few irons in the fire right now. Uh, Vasheim's preparing a great festival of communion, renewing divine wards around the city and preparing miracles long orchestrated by high temples uh, in preparation for this solstice. There are disciples of the Betrayer gods that are working to undermine the rule of law and peace. There are arcanists and archmages across the world who's they're working in secret to gather rare components and design rituals normally beyond test terrestrial abilities, some for good of Exandria, some for the good of themselves, others for terrible intent. If I'm going to be honest, I'm already quite exhausted. Um, sorry, I'm just... Sorry to add to your plate. I'm going to go in a lot, I'm sorry. Thank you for stepping away for us. Of course. And, and, and could you write this all down for me? Of course. Just we'll take some time this evening. I would appreciate that. I would like to talk to a few people about this and see if there's any connections. Uh, this is all very good. Very good to know. 
Anyway, I, uh, my current focus with the other Ashari leaders is rogue faction in Asilra, and the less you know, the safer you are. So I have, I have to leave here in a moment. <clears throat> Tempest, you got this. I better. One more question before you go, just real quick. The change bringer, is he trustworthy? She. Oh. Is one of the good ones. At least one of the freer ones. And sometimes one of the fun ones. Fun? I've never met her. Oh. But I've known a few people that fall into her footsteps and if you like where the wind can carry you, you may like, may like the path that she leads. If faith is your thing. Uh, not yet. Well, there is the Horizon Temple in the city, which falls under her domain if you'd like to talk to some of the clergy there, ask questions. I'm, my specialty, uh, or my understanding of the details of many faiths is Rudimentary compared to those who live and breathe it. Thank you so much, and good luck with your uh, your rogue faction. Thank you, uh, and good luck with your not murdering people. Uh, it's been, I think, <clears throat> six days since uh, I've tried to murder. That's soon. Really That's well. soon. I thought really that was well. further back. That's yeah. this is a recent change. Well, okay, I mean, one day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> You're right. I, I should not judge. We'll add that to the notes. Of course. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Captain. Caleb. Oh, Tempest. W one last favor. She's like pushing the door open to the, <laughs> into the room to, to give you an entrance. If you see my family, or the next time you see Lita, would you just tell them I miss them? Of course. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> the door opens. You look into what looks to be a large meeting chamber, a dual set of stained glass windows on the opposite side of the room that together form the sun tree in autumn colors. This is Derulo we're talking about. It's true. It's true. It's been busy for 30 years. It's been making Next campaign's going to get real weird, y'all. Now he is. Thank you very much. And I'll form the head. Alrighty. But the stained glass windows on both sides uh, form the outer shape of what would be a singular sun tree, and the autumn colors give the chamber what sunlight's coming through, this sort of like sepia yellow tint to everything, even amidst the sparkles of color on it. But the center of the stained glass is broken by a single column or a pillar of stone that kind of sits load-bearing across the opposite wall. In the center of that wall, elevated, to kind of break up the somewhat beautiful, cheerful color, you see hanging a single dark leather mask with two round lenses over the eyes and a long, curved, bird-like beak that just sort of sits and looms about seven or so feet above on the wall, looking over the interior of the office. In front of this, and kind of Separating you from that side of the chamber, you see a wide, kind of dark burgundy, polished wooden desk. 
across the surface of you. You see all manner of stacked papers. Uh, it looks like leather-bound uh, journals or, or keepers of, of, of information and ledgers. You can see small knickknacks and tools and devices, some that are just kind of clicking and turning. Uh, some that appear to be in disrepair, and you can already see like a small open box with what looks to be unraveled tiny tinker's tools that are just kind of like set on the side, a bit askew. Standing beyond the desk, facing away from you, looking up at the mask, you see the back of a somewhat, we'll say, bedhead unkept kind of white hair, um, a dark blue and Gray robe that like like a, like a long like a like a day coat that hangs past the back of the knees. The figure turns around and you can see the bespectacled face, the somewhat unshaven kind of uh, rough-looking beard of a person who's been busy and not really keeping to their. Uh, more refined and well-kept exterior. The door <laughs> closes behind you as you step in, and Keyleth kind of looks up. Uh, Lord Percival, uh, I have to take my leave, unfortunately, but I just wanted to ensure that you were aware that these individuals, whatever they need, whatever they ask of you, uh, it comes from the will of Zephra as well. Percival's kind of looks. And that will be taken under consideration. Of course. <clears throat> and she just turns and exits the room. And you hear her footsteps <clears throat> vanish in the distance. Her, watches her go, and when he turns around, he looks even taller. He looks three foot four now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome. I am Lord Percival Frederick Stein von Musel Koloski de Rollo III, architect of enlightened progress of the Chamber of Whitestone. Who are you and what do you need? Uh, Lord de Rollo, we are the Bell's Hells. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to remember me from your visits to uh, Zephra, but it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance again. My name is Orem of the Arashari, um, and these are my friends, and we're bringing a citizen of Whitestone home for aid. He's like stepping up to the chair, and you can see him holding a cane in his left hand, kind of as he steps over to the chair. And as the doors close and Rakilith was leaving, suddenly Percival, as you say that, looks past you and goes, <laughs> Darling, I told you not to do that. And uh, behind you, you can glance and see slipping into the door what looks to be a young girl uh, in a pale blue dress, deep red skin, and these horns that curl up from the middle of the head through dark hair, <laughs> holding what looks to be a small doll in one arm. Uh, Sorry, Father. I was just curious who these strangers were with Keyleth. of smiles for a second. Well, at the very least, uh, I would wish that you have a seat in the corner and read a book or something. Maybe you'll learn something. 
pay attention. You see him smile. This this kind of hard, honestly intimidating exterior melting away for a moment with a bit of warmth. Um, at this point, he kind of looks over to the rest of you. <clears throat> Hardens once more. You were saying, returning, returning something. Orm's breath catches a bit, seeing the child enter the room, but muddles forward. Um, she sits down in the corner and pulls a book from the bookcase and just me like pulls a stool over, sits down, and just starts reading it. Uh, our business is somber, Lord Dorolo. Um, is it is it all right if Gwendolyn listens? It depends on how comfortable she is with with death. She's a grown girl. If it gets too intense, I'll ask her to leave, but uh, she seems a bit distracted by the book anyway. I think we'll be all right. Well, it is a delicate situation, Lord Dorolo. Um, I'm fairly certain that you know our fallen friend we've brought to you today. She hails from this village. You've encountered her before. He was there as well. Yes. Should we just? She. Uh, she. Uh, I'm just going to put her down. The, the the tree in the center of town. And I'm going to just start pulling the. The might as well just get to it. Well, she had. And yeah. So I'm. She was brought to a dinner by. Um, She's unwrapped. By a woman named Delilah. You see, like. The left eye twitch a bit at the mention of the name. He reaches up and pulls the glasses off his head for a second, just sets them on the desk. Yes? Hung from that tree in the center of town. Um. As you kind of pull back mm -hmm. and reveal the still cold body of Vladna, he just kind of looks forward and inspects her in silence. And the strange thing, Lord Dorolo, knowing a good bit of the history within these walls, is that we've been traveling with her for the past few weeks. Uh, this is uh, years for me. She's a lovely woman, and I can't explain it. But here we are. It's interesting how these things come together, yes? I'm truly sorry for your friend. I've lost much in my life, both family and ally, to the cruelty of others. And I appreciate you bringing her home to rest. No, no, not to rest. Her life was ended by a, a very evil woman, Odaham Thul. An enemy of Zephra. And all good folk. We Lana. were told you you had the ability, you had some connection, something that could bring her back. He picks his glasses up and puts them on and kind of presses them to the center of his forehead. Do you have divine magic? <laughs> I have little interest in the power of the divine, but it does occasionally serve its purpose. No, 
I do not have such an ability. What you ask is certainly no easy task. Death is a certainty of all mortal life, and such powerful magics are rare, costly, and sometimes push against the order of fate itself. Now, why should we undertake such a trial for your friend when so many others fall and are surrendered to dust? Respectfully. I think Lord Tarola, because Laudna is a bloom of goodness that has grown out of a history of darkness that deserves to be nourished and grow. And I've learned a lot at home, and I know your story. And I've got to believe that you can see the good in transforming the past. Make a persuasion check with advantage. Every person came to me in this town who lost someone important to them and demanded they be brought back to life. Not only would that destroy the order that we all fight so hard to maintain, but it would become an impossibility. She's not any person. She's special. She was chosen. You say the word chosen, and he looks down at her and swallows hard. Indeed she was. This is a matter that I do not think I should have the power to make a decision on is I am not the one able to grant this boon. You'll have to speak with the one who can. Walk with me downstairs. Captain! The door opens. Yes, Lord Percival? I know it's early, wake her up if it is, but if you could please summon Pike Trickfoot to the castle. We're going there too, are we? I need her to weigh on a matter of life and death. Okay, okay, And if she's not home, she might be at the bakery. But yes, please, uh, <laughs> let her know it's in, it's at the behest and request of the Lord of the Tempest. Sorry, the voice of the Tempest. It's early. <clears throat> turns the rest. That's good, that's good. So. Walks around the edge of the desk with the cane. Gwendolyn. Would you mind going off and playing on your own? We have matters to attend. She looks up at the book, closes it. Yes, father. Tucks it under her arm, I mean, it's walk away. Leave the book. Fine. 
Just bring it back when you're done, please. <sighs> anyway, walk with me. That's an impressive um, clock tower you have out front. Yes, it is. Who's the uh, who's the skilled son of a bitch behind that one? No. <laughs> I I assumed because you seem to have the title uh, architect of enlightened progress, but that is that's quite a feat of craftsmanship. Something I have a keen eye for. Well, thank you. A keen eye for craftsmanship, you say? Indeed. In fact, if it would not be out of line, I'd love to make a, a singular piece for your your daughter there. Oh, for, for Gwendolyn. Yes. Mr. Pockapi is highly skilled in woodwork, Lord Rollo. Master craftsman. Woodwork, you say? Huh. Mm. Where did you study? Oh, you know, here and there. What does that mean? Tell him. That, that could be anything. Well, I mean, it really was kind of fucking here and there, but I spent a lot of time in Wildmount. Life experience, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's the best teacher. When you're ready, present some examples of your work, and we could see if there could be an arrangement made to commission you for some pieces. Well, Lord Percival. He made this. Okay, now here's the thing. So it helps, things, me, it helps, no, me, no, it helps me convey my emotions. It's, so, it's, got, it's got practicality. There's educational applications, and then there's artistry. This I understand. With, with all this due respect, my, that book my daughter was reading was a medical journal. Mm -hmm. I think she may be a bit beyond. Um, mm. No, yes, of course. Faces. But well, smiling. Uh, this was to. a rush order, and also I had <laughs> the basest materials to work with. I can tell just this from your abode. I could really. This is also one of his pieces. Kind of takes his cane, lifts it up, and. Oh, sorry. Takes. <laughs> Good eye for detail. Yes. Have you ever incorporated um, mechanisms? Mechanisms. Why? What mechanisms? Mechanisms? Would you be speaking of? All sorts of kinds, whether they be gear-based locking mechanisms, uh, plate tricks. Um. He does right? in metal working. <laughs> He's very old, he could go at any second. This is a piece of jewelry that he made just out of nowhere. Oh, just... well, that is tangled. Well, that's my fault. <laughs> but today could be the day. <laughs> Roll Constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Is Katha full in the sky right now? <laughs> now, mechanisms, of course, always have the opportunity to be incorporated into work, but I, I like to try and keep things as original to their original mediums. <laughs> well, then, uh, surprisingly, what can be done in your chosen medium, I suppose. <laughs> You know, the thing about Lana that's so interesting to me, and I'm an old one and have seen some things, is that she has a very particular skill set in her form. And I can tell from someone that knows detail and how to incorporate them on a large scale, you know the importance of delegating work sets and, and certain constructs to a, a larger piece. That way you don't become too overwhelmed. You know, the thing about us, we're focused on one particular thing. And you and, huh, Plant lady before. 
You guys seem like you have a lot on your plates. Sure would be nice if we could, um, take a little bit off. Hmm. Looks over to Gwendolyn, who's in the hallway. Gwendolyn goes, Daddy, they were talking about the moon, and they were talking about all sorts of strange things and people. Yes. Hmm. Crackpots. No. It helps to be a little crazy. Crackpots. Excuse me. I actually, um, <laughs> I, I just as a just as an example of what you could expect, I pull I pull out from behind my cloak and my harness. It's very Close small. It could fit in the palm of Jenny's hand. Mm -hmm. It's a miniaturized rocking horse, but instead of a, a horse's head, it has a wolf's head <laughs> on the front. Just as a just as a gift for your daughter, free of charge. You you had that on you. You still haven't made me anything. Look, yours is very intricate. It's very detailed, all right? There are several compartments on my body that can be assembled to create yours. It's not ready yet. You can take this if you want something. No, that's all right. Guys. It also has a little blood on it, so, oh. Stay on task. Sorry. No, I do think she would like this, actually. Gwendolyn. Daddy. This uh, very nice older gnomish gentleman uh, made this for you. He hands it to her. Oh no, it's got a wolf head. It does. Can I call him Goldrick? That sounds like a wonderful name. Interesting choice. And she kind of looks at it, sits back, and kind of gives her a nod. A fine gift, and thank you very much. The craftsmanship, even at a quick glance, does appear to have quite a level of detail and refinement. I shall keep this in mind, should I be looking for wooden materials to be incorporated. It's an honor to be considered. Of course. At this point, he's led you down into the main entryway where you first entered. And this uh, individual, an old friend of mine, Pike Trickfoot, should be arriving shortly, uh, and right at this time, the doors open, and you see a number of guards walk in, uh, the guards with the leather, uh, outfits and chest plates. You can see the rifles in their back, and they all start pushing in. Uh, and as they do, you see uh, a pair of half-elven teenagers wearing hunting gear start pushing in. And one of them goes, "You did not! I got two more than you! Shut up!" And kind of begins running up the steps as you see this uh, kind of a young half-elf man with like short hair, who's just kind of looked like he's a bit pissy and running up in this. Uh, Kind of equal age woman with kind of big, like a big curly mat of uh, brown hair and big glasses, kind of looking up at him and going, Of course, I got more than you. You're terrible at it. Every time we go out there. <laughs> and as they both rush up, uh, a third figure steps through. Um, another half elven woman looks about in her 30s or so, dressed in a comfortable light blue blouse, gray pants, knee high leather boots, uh, with a bow strung over her back. Uh, you can see her dark hair is pulled back and there is a black feather behind her ear. Oh, well, at the very least, children, go ahead and get ready for your tutor. Be here in the next hour. I'm going to go ahead and tell uh, Simon to go ahead and make two less desserts for dinner, please. Yeah. Oh, Percy, darling, I did not realize we had company. Uh, could you also have someone go 
look to the southern horizon, temple to pierce someone defaced one of the statues of the eggs. She like takes her bow off. I'm terribly sorry. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, smiley day to you. Hi, Lady Dorolo. Walks up to Percy and kind of gives him a quick kiss, and he kind of gives her a kiss back. And also, you can see there's a kind of a, a somewhat nervous energy to him, just kind of these the sudden chaos hitting all at once in the middle of the castle, and kids running past, and guards. And <clears throat> so, um, not that I mean to pry, um, but who are you, and what what, uh, what what pleasure do we have you here in our castle? We're Bell's Hells. We were brought here by um, the, the Tempest. Uh, the we, voice of the Tempest. Shit. I'm one of the. Here. She well, was, was. Just missed her. She's. Mm. Uh, Shit. She's <laughs> off, she said she was off to Asilra or something. Mm. That sounds about right. She's all over the place. Uh, my name is uh, Orem of the Arashari. Uh, you knew my father uh, in law, Derek. Indeed, I. Did know Derek. Um, we all met in Marquette. He was at our wedding, darling. <laughs> right, right, yes, yes, he was. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of people were there, and a lot was going on. That must have been quite a ceremony. They both together say, you have no idea, in <laughs> unison. <laughs> well, uh, regardless, uh, Bell's Hell, it was a pleasure to meet you. I am uh, Lady Vexalia de Rolo, Baroness of the First House of Whitestone, and uh, Grey, the mistress, great mistress of the Greyhound. So many nobles. Grand mistress, technically. <laughs> I was like, no, I said it, I said it wrong. <laughs> Grand mistress. Grand mistress. Maybe it's a new title. Yeah, something. maybe. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of words, it's understandable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wrote you a letter. Uh, I wrote you a letter. Uh, when we sent Bertrand's body. Oh, yeah. So you were the ones who sent Bertrand's, you were friends of Bertrand's. With Bell's Hills, that's after why all. Bell, Bell's Hills. Bell, Bell, Bell and Bell's oh, Hills. Goodness Was. Well. Why are you so tense, darling, with friends? I know they're friends. They've just come with quite a request. Well, I'm certain we could do our best. Thank you. And thank you for returning Bertrand to us. Um, he was, he was unique. <laughs> but yes, he was. Stout of heart and a very well-meaning gentleman. We miss him very much. As do we. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping not to lose another, uh, we were just explaining to Lord Rolo, lady, um, we've brought home a daughter of Whitestone, one of yours, a very special one of yours. We returned. Yeah, she's not been brought back to rest. No. Hmm. Well, uh... No, I think I understand exactly what the ask is. That that is an ask. Have you read? Yes, I've reached out to Pike. Well, good. Hopefully, she can sort this out. I'm going to go get changed. I'm a sweaty mess, and I feel awful that this was our first meeting. Given it's been a pleasure. 
You better be getting ready, and she heads up the stairs after the two younger half-elves. Orm tugs on Imogen's sleeve and looks up at her and says, you can see the resemblance. Yeah. Oh, shit. Between who and what? She was the woman that all oh. was. She's very beautiful. A few semi-awkward moments pass <sighs> of waiting here in the chamber, clearing throats, bit of conversation. Lord Percival just seems stoic, and one by one, reading you from tip to toe. So, people live like this. I mean, uh, you, this, this is, it's a very big castle. This is normal, yeah. It was my family's long before I was around and uh, shored up by the grace of the people of the city of which we have helped restore this wonderful town. Were you here when the um, when the Briarwoods were here? Yes. What do you know of the Briarwoods? Only what only what Lana told us. Hmm. That was a dark time. But look at it now. And he now like gestures out to the still open doors to the front of the castle, and you can see now the sun has risen higher in the sky, and with that, the vibrant greens, the parchment around it, the, the multitude of colors and uh, vibrant rooftops that you can see across the ever-expanding city is a beautiful sight here in the early morning. Even the darkest of times can give rise to beauty. Sometimes things fall only to be built up better. <laughs> Yeah. And when and Delilah was responsible for all the, this darkness, right? Her and her husband and a number of compatriots, yes. I think what we were hoping, Lord Dorolo, is that our friend, that, that Laudner could receive the same rebirth and second chance that Whitestone received. And she's also been plagued by Delilah, too, so you share that in common. Looks, are you still, she's wrapped I'm up. I'm still in, holding, yeah, oh yeah. Looks over towards the, the form that you carry. Well, her fate is beyond me. I have to speak with her. And he looks out and you can see kind of like jogging up the, uh, the path that leads to the castle. A couple guards trying to keep up. Um, you see a, uh, a short gnomish woman um, of white hair that's kind of uh, pulled back into a messy bun that's kind of falling apart as she runs, and bits of it are kind of tangled behind, wearing this like uh, bright yellow sun blouse that kind of uh, drifts into a white apron. Uh, and she's got she's a little, little chubby around the face and these kind of meaty arms as she kind of charges up quickly. And she goes, Percy! Percy! <laughs> you see the Lord kind of. Yes, Pike! 
No and kind of just oh, runs in. Uh, the guards kind of step out of the way. Looks up. It's early. You don't normally call me to the castle. I'm a little confused. Hi. 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 Oh, greetings. Hello. I'm Pike. Fresh cut grass. Ashton. Hi. Hi. I'm 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 Imogen Temold. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh. Hi, Miss Trickfoot. My name is Orem. It's really formal. <laughs> what do you do around here? I bake. Namely, oh, you're a baker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't do baker? as much as I used to. We, we have a lot of people running it now. We have what? a pl- shop. It's called the Slayer's Cake. It's a little ways into the city there. Oh. Um, I'm more of a manager at this point, but you know, I still like to get. I look at Lord Dorolo. I thought you said she was a. She's a baker. A holy woman. She runs a bakery. You can have multiple. Interests and Pike. Um, yes, I'm sorry to pull you away from your morning goods, uh, but these individuals have come at the behest of Lady Keyleth. They seek the restoration of a fallen friend. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> so oh. casual. Um, it's, it's been a little bit. Uh, um, well, uh, you you all seem to be standing okay. Uh, are they here? Uh, yes. She's the dead one over there. Here, now, again, is this what? Uh, where would you like to see her? Is it all right, Mr. Dorolo? Can we just like pop her down on the chair or something? or? Here is fine. Oh. It's nice fabric and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's like leaking. There. She's not leaking. She's not decomposing. You stopped her from decomposing. That was eight, eight and a half days ago. She was it eight and a half days? I thought it was five days ago. It wasn't that long. Probably closer. Six or seven. It's still holding on the bloody spell. As you begin rubbing Pike, you see, like, pulls from the blouse uh, yeah. a chain that dangles, and there at the base of it, you see what looks to be a a golden symbol that resembles these like flaming angelic wings. What's that? <laughs> oh, this is oh, just no. a symbol of my. Steal it. No. Steal it. No. 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 Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I have a friend who's also a god, and this is what I used to talk to her. How many people know you gods in this town? You have you talked to gods too? Well, I mean, anyone can talk to a god. You just have to go and pray at a temple. Oh, oh, oh. that doesn't sound as Lady Keyleth made but it. But I have actually like... talked to her. <gasps> what? Oh, anyway, um, that's a long time ago. I'm just a baker now. Wait, a so baker that can bring someone back to life. Well, I didn't make any promises. And at this point now, she looks down and I'm like, oh no, this poor thing. She kind of kneels down next to her and kind of like brushes the hair out of Laudna's face. She looked like that before she died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is her. It's a little weird. Yeah. A little weird, but she, she killed once before. Takes all kinds. She was. Did you, were you at the. She was. She died in the tree and then she was brought back. Lord Percival goes, She was on the sun tree, Pike. Oh. Oh. And you hear a voice from the stairs above. Oh. You see, just having stepped down the spiral staircase to the left where she had previously vanished, 
Lady Vexalia, kind of frozen, looking down. Percy, was this? Was? It was you. She was you. She quickly steps down the staircase next to Pike and kind of hangs down. Looks back up at Percy. We have to help them. We did this to her. You? You did. Well, we're the reason she was on that tree to begin with. Darling, we... She stands up, looks down. Pike, can you? Pike goes, I, I, I don't know, how long, how long has she been how long has she been gone? There's there's windows of time. Six days. Six, seven days. Six days, six days, okay. Uh, and I, I cast a spell on her to sort of um, keep her body, you know, uh, pure. Okay. okay. And, and that's after walking around for decades. All kind of exchanges an odd look. Uh, but just so you know what you're working with here, she's, she, she, um, well, she was different from some of us. Sure, when, when she came back to life, she was not quite alive, not quite dead. I kind of looks up at Vexalia and you hear Lord Percival go, <sighs> it seems her corruption endures. Well, Pike? Pike goes, uh, I mean, yeah, I can, let me, I'm pretty sure I have, I, do you know what I need? Can I get like a few, looks over at Vex, goes, diamonds, yes, I'll be right back. And she shakes out her pockets. <laughs> right. Walks off, and she in the meantime, uh, let's, Sorry, and she grabs like the big carpet in the middle of the main entryway and kind of pulls it aside, and it just kind of bunches in the right corner. Here. And Percival's okay. like, <sighs> "Okay, okay, uh, let's uh, make some space here." And she begins to. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 yeah, I've sat next to her. That's true. Yeah, that's all. Uh, she pulls her symbol forward and begins marking these kind of loops with looks to be like ash or sage and the scents of various herbs begin to kind of fill the air around and you watch as she kind of draws this very loose kind of circular sigil around the body of Ladna. Um, also looking towards you and go, hey, uh, big guy, can you help me unwrap the rest of her? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Get, her, get her ready, lay her down, comfortable, arms, legs out at the side. Nothing makes sense, sure. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead and close the doors behind. The dim interior of the chamber now, with as much light as has been there for a while, seems even darker in this moment. Um, Pike now holding this a little further, begins like reciting some words, whispering to herself a bit. It's been a while. Um, right, okay, 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 okay. We're good, don't worry, I, I, I totally have this. It's all fine. Or, 
or facts. Image and down again and gets right by her ear and whispers, I should have told you guys before. These guys are kind of legends. This whole thing is very weird. You hear the heavy footsteps as Vex rushes in. Pipe, my dear, here. Enzer looks to be a cluster of four diamonds of different sizes. They're affixed to other pieces of jewelry. And she takes them. Uh, I trust your eye. Uh, <laughs> takes them and holds them in her hand. And just closes her eyes. A moment passes in silence. Another moment, and you can hear the ever so faint sound of. Is it an incantation? Is it a prayer? You're uncertain. But the, the drawn out time, the lack of response of anything begins to build up an anxiety and a fear in you. And then Pike goes, no, it. <laughs> it's a B, not a C. Sorry. She speaks an incantation. <laughs> the ground and the sigil around Londa immediately lights up in this bright, vibrant, golden hue. The entire chamber now is just alight with sparkles and energies. A gentle wind out of nowhere begins to whip around, and you feel your hair tossing around those whose hair can move. Um, <laughs> you see as Lord Dorolo kind of takes a step back and. Takes a deep breath. Vexalia kind of comes up to his side and holds his arm. And Pike now closes her eyes once more, clutches her holy symbol, and now muttering under her breath, opens her eyes once more. And where you once saw pupils, you now see a bright golden light to match the color of the sigils, just beaming from her face. She begins to speak. She begins to mutter. And you can see she reaches out and places her other hand on the chest of Ladna's cold body. As she does, you see the body begin to shift and lift, drawn from the chest, the arms and legs kind of limp and being left by gravity to sag as the torso begins to be carried up off the ground where Pike's hand almost lifts her. I can feel her soul. It's adrift. Not yet beyond our reach. That's good, that's good. What it there's something else here. There's something I'm trying to reach for her, but it's holding her back. It I can't Is it Delilah? Uh Percy? And she pulls her hand back and all the light vanishes. Ladna oh. hits the ground and and you watch as Pike kind of like sits back a bit, her hand still out in front. Percy? There's two souls bound to this body, and I can't separate them. Not like this. Percy steps forward. Two souls. Yeah. And one of them is Delilah Briarwood. And we're gonna go to break. Oh! Oh my god! Oh, we just gotta save the 
can't do this! I know it's an early break, but I couldn't think of a better moment to go to break. And I really gotta pee. I really gotta pee. So. Nevertheless, we're gonna take a break here. Back here in a few minutes to pick up from uh, what this is. We'll see you shortly. Oh, hey there. Laura Bailey here to tell you all about the glorious goods we create inspired by our stories. Our stores are filled with the basics, like character-inspired t-shirts, dice sets, and pins, as well as more specialty items like fancy jackets, puzzles featuring gorgeous artwork, the comfiest joggers and pajamas ever, and much, much more. There's also a few special items that support charity efforts, like our dedicated Critical Role Foundation merch. You can check out all of our regional online stores by visiting the Shop tab on CritRoll.com, or head straight to the U.S. store at shop.critroll.com. Every purchase helps support our shows and the stories we tell. Speaking of which, let's get back to the story. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Each chapter uncovers a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. You can collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Plus, chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It's June's job to discover the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. In the business world, we often hear expressions like time is money and work smart, not hard. What these essentially mean is that the more efficient your operations are, the more work can be done in a shorter amount of time. So if your business is getting overwhelmed by too many manual processes, too few employees, and no source of truth, graduate to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. By bringing all your operational tools to NetSuite, you can cut the cost of multiple business systems, reduce manual errors, and increase your overall profits. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. Save time and money and see how you'll benefit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. And welcome back. So, as you all stand here in the center of Castle Whitestone's main entryway, the ritual now halted by Pike Trickfoot, withdrawing and telling the Lord and Lady of Whitestone that indeed, residing in the same space that Laudna's spirit is currently held, is also Delilah Briarwood. As these words leave Pike's lips, Lord Percival, clicks his cane onto the ground. Then it is done. She is to remain gone. No. What do you mean? That's not how this works. That's exactly how this works. Do you have any idea, any possible notion of what, what creature you would possibly be unleashing? No. Then you are one of the lucky few. Well, 
Haven't you ever lost someone that you've cared about before? I've lost nearly everyone I've cared about. So then you know how it feels. Yes, and they're all still gone. Most of them, at least. What do you mean their souls are bound? Pikes, I, 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 there. It feels. It's it's odd. They're they're both connected to each other in a way, uh, and to the to the body. Uh, when you when you call a spirit back to the body, you have to reach out to the spirit and be like, "Hey, come back." And then it's like, "Okay," or "No, I'm good." And uh, I can't I can't even talk to your friend uh, because Delilah's there. Can you talk to Delilah? I'm not going to talk to Delilah. Are you kidding me? We're done with her. We've we're we're. Well, and Vex, Vex at this point goes, Percy, look, we we have to try something. There has to be a way we can we can do something, right? Can you get another body? Put another body next to Lana and and, and make Delilah go into one. Is, is that something? Vex goes, that that's not how this works. Not not that's not something I can do. Like it, it's a. Can we sever the two, or if they're tethered together? Is there a way to like go in there and 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 cut them apart? You said you're friends with the gods. There's, there's got to be something you can I do. If I finish the ritual, I don't know which one of them is going to come back. Ooh. Which point Percival goes? There is no way we are bringing Delilah back into this world. Respectfully, Lord Dorolo. As far as what I know, wasn't your soul held by another? Yes. What did your friends do? Make a persuasion check. With advantage. Terrible. Oh. Fucking garbage. Stop rolling those dice. It's the moon dice. The moon dice are cursing us right now. Look, I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. I'm certain she was a wonderful woman. We've all lost wonderful people. But whatever joy or smile she would bring back would be far outweighed by the death, the destruction, the torture, and upheaval that Delilah would bring should she return. I will not stand here and allow this. I will not, in my home, in my city, bring Delilah back, and that is final. She's been back. She's been back this whole time. Hmm. He starts walking away. What if we could end her for good? Then do so, without my aid. And he continues to walk away. Please, P Pike, it, there's gotta be some way we can... I mean, I don't... I, I... Let me think, let me think. Uh... There... She looks up the facts. There, there might be some scriptures and practices of the Everlight that there are rites that revolve around possession, spiritual tethering, exorcism. It's not my specialty. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I could go look. Dex goes. You. She could. Darling, please. At least, at least let them try something. Anything. 
She looks down and kind of like cradles Laudna's head in her hand and looks at her and kind of runs her finger along the ear cuff that forms the pointed elven ear. I mean, we both have some fault in this, don't we? Lord Darullo stops his exit, doesn't look back, just clutching the top of his cane. Then tell me if you find a way that is satisfactory, but do nothing without my approval. Delilah stays gone, and he leaves. These scriptures or whatever, are they your bakery? No, I wouldn't, why would I keep them at a bakery? I don't know, that's where you go every day? It just seems like well, a... that's a valid point. Uh, no, I, I don't, uh, I... Let me check in my house. Uh... Do you need help? Uh, maybe. I don't know, I haven't, I haven't done this in a long time, and, I, and this kind of thing is a little new to me. Uh, Vex, you want to come? Come. To your house? Yeah, or wait here, yeah, I guess. No, no, Take no, your house. No, no, no. yeah, there's no rush. Do we need the old guy? Do we need that fucker? Uh, oh. I wouldn't call him a fucker. I'm so tired of this right now. You were right. You were absolutely right. I'm going to listen to you more often. I'm going to follow Percy. Oh. You follow Percy? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that was my <laughs> advice, but okay. Said be myself. Okay. You, uh, you begin to follow, and uh, Vexali is still kind of looking down at Ladna, and Pike goes, well, uh, well, follow me. I, I can't promise anything, but I can try. Oh boy. She holds her, her amulet uh, and can Exits. I'm gonna try to pick up Laudna without Ashton. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, I'll help you. Okay. You go following. Mm -hmm. Who is now like, he's now a good twenty feet down the hallway, heading back to the staircase that you recall leading up to where his office was. I'm not satisfied with the ending of that conversation yet. <clears throat> the issue with life is sometimes you have to deal with unsatisfactory ends. Do I look like the sort of person who doesn't know that? You look young. You've time to learn. You have no fucking idea. I just want to say a piece. Maybe make an offer. I don't like to lose. I would recommend getting used to the idea. Oh, I have. Let me fucking tell you, and I'm just going to keep walking up. Okay, as you walk up, his hand goes to the side of his coat. Yes, sir. That's fine. Yes, sir. I have lost fucking everything, everybody. I have had a lifetime of bad hits, problems, lost people, promises fucking broken, people died. It is the background 
of my daily life. I have died. This is madness up here. This is not something that just fucking happens. This is what happens when the universe really doesn't like you and decides it wants to keep you around for a little while longer. At least that's what I used to fucking think. And then I met these fucking people. And life changed in a very intense way. And I know you think I'm just gonna be like, I found love again, any of that bullshit. Fuck no. The world got weird, and there is weird shit happening out there, and suddenly I'm feeling very small in a very big world, as opposed to very small in a very small world, which is where I'm usually so fucking comfortable. But it got really big out there, and for some strange fucking reason, that body down there is fucked and as corrupted as it may be, and it is, believe me, seems to be a part of this. So hope and joy and love and all of that shit, I don't give a fuck. That is not what I'm down there for. I'm down there for because it's important, and it's necessary, and I have lost so many people. And I am not here begging for fucking any of them, many I've known longer than her. This is not about that. This is important. Clearly someone you don't fucking like thought it was fucking important, so maybe you should just pay the fuck attention. Have you said your piece? Yeah, unless you want to see something I have to offer, that's pretty much, I think that might be the, the end of it. Good. I'm sorry you've seen such hardship. The world is vast. The threads of fate tug in ways you do not understand sometimes. Don't lose that anger, but The urge to destroy can be a very powerful one. My advice to you is one of you years your senior is see where you can refocus it to instead build. Create. And then protect it with every fiber of your being. Nothing else matters more. My children will not grow up in a world where that woman exists. I'm not sunsetting the possibility here, but there must be a certainty. Because if you all bring her back into this world, and Delilah walks once more, I will send you all to the same place I will send her, to protect my family to protect my city. So, you're a small fish in a big, big pond. Make some waves. He walks back up the stairs. Turn around. Enjoy your fucking castle. There's nothing you could offer I would want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I'm tempted. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. You head back and the rest of your friends are gone. Hmm. You can just see the shape of them like 
descending down the bottom of the walkway towards the outer city of the wall, or the outer wall of the city. I'll follow slow from behind. Okay. I may. Meh. If there's something to just tip over, I will. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Okay, you walk by, you do see on the edge, just, mm-hmm. just beyond the staircase, off to the sides, there are these small uh, plinths, these like stone pillars that have what look to be uh, reliefs of individuals, like little busts. Mm-hmm. Are they freestanding, or are they just connected? You don't know. Mm. They could be resting on it, or they could be attached. And they're just beyond the outer opening of the staircase that leads out into the main walkway that heads down. You figure at a certain angle you might be able to to approach one without being seen by the guards that are posted at the top of the staircase. Yeah, I'm going to take a good look at the one on the right, just give it a good look in the face. You glance over and look at it, and it looks like it is uh, a bust of an older, stuffy man, big mustache, high collar coat. Eh, got a fine punch. You give it a fine punch? I'll give it a fine punch. Fine <laughs> Roll a strength punch. check. This is what happens when barbarians get born. That's not a d20. <laughs> <laughs> That's not eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. What'd you get? One. <laughs> oh, no way. Crack! It impacts, and this is a denser stone than you expected, and right as you pull your fist back, you, you hear like the, the, the snap of a knuckle and that like immediate warm pain fill your fist. And right at that moment, you also hear oh. You glance over to your right, and kind of right off to the side, what you didn't notice was a small furred creature that is, looks grayed in a lot of its fur. You see uh, light bits of armor across its back, and it looks to be uh, two other adult brown bears. These are bears, kind of curled up and waking to the side. The older one kind of going Just collapses back down into a nap. The other bear is kind of paying attention to you. Oh. Oh, How far are they? It's a good thing he's got arthritis. About 25, 30 feet from you. I'm slowly walk up. You walk up to the bears? Yeah, slowly. I'm not going to try and start shit. I'm done. The larger one is still resting, the other two large ones kind of start moving into a defensive position. Hey. I'm going to kneel down. Make an animal handling check. All right. Stranger bear with kids. 14? 14. The one on the left, its teeth bared like. Just kind of backs into a sitting position. The other one is still kind of half rested, and the, the older. Kind of larger one and still kind of curled up with one eye open, kind of lazily paying attention to you. This is an ancient bear. Mm. Oh, it must be nice having people just do what you need them to by growling at them and having them not expect you to have to explain yourself. 
I'm jealous. I'm sure he's fine for you, but you should do me a favor. <laughs> just if you're ever feeling it, shit somewhere inappropriate and think of me. <laughs> you're a nice bear. I <laughs> get up. <laughs> you walk away. Yeah. And the, the, the younger bear that's been staring at it this whole time slowly plops back down and joins the other two in a nap. Follow this What are their names? What are their names? You I want to go there. I know I'm not even there. They're, they're on the council, though. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you, uh, following the. Brisk jog of Pike Trickfoot. Um, I noticed that Ashton is not with us. I'm going to turn around and wave him down. Yeah, is it, at this point, like you kind of glance behind, you can see the shape of Ashton now kind of catching up at the top of the castle walkway. I totally got confused. I saw Pike turn around and wave at him. And yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got a turn. I figured. <laughs> Pike's mine now. <laughs> In this instance. Um, but you all gather up. You're pretty quick on your feet anyway, so they, even if they were a little bit ahead, the speed of a, of a brisk gnome jog is no match for the speeds you can acquire. So you manage to gather up. Eventually, coming to the northwestern side of the city, there is a beautiful neighborhood, and there nestled, you see on this kind of small elevated hill with a cultivated garden around it, with this beautiful little fence line, and this, this adorable cottage that is situated here, kind of surrounded by, by bushes that are unkept just enough to have kind of like a, a rustic charm, and probably planted a little too close to the walls, where it almost feels like it's kind of hugging or swallowing the building a bit. Um, you can see the heavily thatched roof kind of elevates up to a point where uh, a relief of a similar symbolist, what you saw hanging around her neck, currently sits slightly uh, off kilter. Um, the building itself is covered in ivy and flowers uh, with vibrant reds and uh, kind of tan colors of the paint of the walls kind of poking through in places. It's just, it, it's, it looks a very homey space. Um, and as Pike gets out her keys, opens the door, and kind of leads you all inside. She's in the process of thinking. You can see her eyes darting around. She's trying to recall where things might be. But as you walk inside, it is an extremely warm and welcoming interior that is just covered in dozens of odd knickknacks and decorations and keepsakes that add color and character to the already pleasant smells of sage and sweet nectars that permeate the air. Um, what, sort of, what sort of things do they see? <laughs> oh, wow. So many, so many little paintings, um, just recipe books everywhere, uh, pictures, not pictures, paintings of all of her friends as <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> what are those? Um, <laughs> what a happy little resurrection over here. Yeah. <laughs> 
rugs everywhere. Yes, a little, a, a little fireplace going. Everything's just warm and wonderful, and almost like a little hobbit home mm. in some ways. Yeah. At this point, Pike is now already about to go up to the second floor and goes, uh, you can sit, be be comfortable. Uh, might take a few minutes, hours, I don't know. Uh, I have some stale muffins over there in the kitchen from yesterday. Probably still good, I'll still eat them. Uh, hold tight. And then darts upstairs as you all kind of walk in and you can hear her small gnome footsteps like boop, boop, boop. Upstairs, the sound of things kind of being shifted. Upstairs, she's just tearing the upstairs area apart. As you all walk in, Vexalia enters as well and kind of like leans against the closed door, kind of head down, concentrating. As you all kind of gone from castle to bakery. Cool. Everyone's very accommodating here. They're welcoming us into their castles and homes, and <clears throat> seems like a nice place. Kind of stick my head out. Sorry. Sorry. I just stick my head out the door and like did a. Couple of guards follow Lady Dorello as well. Uh, you do see there are two riflemen that are waiting outside of the, <clears throat> the building. A uh, uh, kind of awesome, burly-looking woman with leather armor who has like a looks to be probably in her early sixties or so, with mostly gray hair, with kind of a little bit of red that has completely faded. Kind of strong shoulders and uh, the rifle kind of thrown over her shoulder. They're both just kind of keeping a distance. Start working on a new piece. <laughs> I'm grabbing muffin. Okay. Thank you, Lady Dorello, for um, for helping us in this. I know that your husband wasn't quite so um, enthusiastic. He's a complicated man, and you're here on the behest of Keyleth, which carries a lot of weight in this city. I apologize for his brusqueness. There is a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma that we've all suffered at the hands of Delilah. She's an evil woman. I... Laudan always complained about her in her head and, and stuff. Whatever happens, whatever occurs here. And I hope for the better outcome, I really do. Nothing's worse than losing someone very close to you. We understand the history, and I understand Lord Dorolo's hesitation. We're not asking for something for nothing. If there's blood that has to be paid or sweat shed, we'll pay it. We'll do anything. We can discuss once this is over. For now, for now, let's just see how we can handle the task ahead of us. <sighs> she just can't take her eyes off Lodna. Like, there is, there is a strong focus, and you can see this kind of, like, weight on Lady Vexalia, as she looks at her. Play of the Dawn Modern. Yep. <laughs> Get the dust off of it. Shit! 
Okay. Okay. Fight comes around the corner with like two books under her arm and looks like a thing of scrolls. Goes. Okay. So, uh, hold on. Goes over and sets them on a table and skirts it over on the middle of the floor. Uh, okay. Uh, so there, there are some rituals. Uh, there's an older one that kind of enables a spirit journey to another realm. I've not done this before. It's it's older, it's extremely powerful. So we're all kind of winging it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, and she like pulls one of the scrolls open and as she pulls it out, you can see it's this like old, well-kept vellum with this kind of silver quality to the ink that's been written across it. It almost seems to shimmer in the low lantern light from the interior as she kind of shifts and moves it across the table. This, uh, I think, I think I can direct it to wherever I felt Delilah holding your friend. But I need you all to go there as part of this spell and separate them long enough for me to bring her back. <clears throat> Got it. Where, Let's do it. And where is there? I don't know. <clears throat> you said another realm? Spirit realm? Well, here's the thing. When you, uh, classically, when you try and bring somebody back to life, part of the spell itself, the person who's uh, performing the ritual, you are reaching out to their soul, wherever it is passed beyond or is in transition to passing to whatever realm of the gods has claimed it based on their uh, their morality and choices and, and disposition in life. Um, when I touched your friend, it went to a different place. Like a cold, separate place that I've never really felt before. And it all feels very strongly like Delilah. So, whatever that place is, you're gonna have to go there while I do the spell. Okay. Go there and and. Sure. Is it a pl it's a place? It's a state of being. Well, I mean, you. Okay, so your bodies will be here. Your bodies will remain here, but your spirits <laughs> will be put in the same place where your friend's spirit is. Oh. Could it become permanent for us as well? Well. <laughs> she looks up and starts reading the scroll again. Like, well, uh, I'm getting a yes vibe. Yeah. What? No, no I, okay. All right. So, <laughs> so, if if you were to, let's say, die or fall unconscious there, you your spirit will be brought back to your body. Okay. Which is which is good. If something has sufficient enough magic to try and uh, send you back here. Uh, then you go back to your body. Um, so that's good. Fine print. Uh, there is a cord that connects your spirit to your body while you're there. So protect it, because I think if, yeah, yeah, okay, if something cuts the cord, then you actually die. So. Oh. So protect it. Um, it's pretty durable. Legitimate cord. Turns the scroll over. <laughs> I think it's durable. What? Um, couple questions. Some of us um, have magical abilities, and such. And 
Some of us fight with just a big old hammer. Hey. No offense. Well, I mean, I got weird stuff. But too, like, but if, sure. if Ashton's spirit or Orem's spirit is in another place without the things that they need to f- fight or or be brave. Well, your your spirit is kind of a, a projection of you as a as a person. Uh, if you have anything that is magically bound to your essence, that can. Uh, hold on. Turns it over again. Lots of legends. I think you'll. I. I, th- I you should really learn the rules by this point. You think years of. At this point, <laughs> at this point, Vexali goes. I'm much better at this. Shh. Oh. <laughs> Listen, darling. Uh, a spiritual incarnation of your equipment looks like will also apparate with you, especially things that are important to you and or, uh, you know. Magically bound to you. Well, thank God. Uh, if they're so. not magically bound. What if they're just a sword? Or our clothes. Think important you covers it, it right? I don't know. It's what we All have. Right. Whatever it takes. I've not done this before, so. Uh, will Laudna be there? Will she be a? Will we be able to talk to her there? Her spirit will be there. Her spirit will be there. I, I, I don't. What I felt was Delilah holding her back. Could so. you hear Laudna? At all? I, I, I tried to, to reach out to her, but Delilah was was the wall between. So, when we go there, are we going to meet Delilah as well? Yep. And you fought her before? Yeah. Well, how did you defeat her then? Okay, well, we, um, the first time, we stopped her in the middle of a, a, a really crazy ritual beneath the city, uh, and shot her a bunch, and then threw her into some acid. Uh, and then she came back again, and so then at that point we were fighting atop a big titan, and we hit her with a bunch of spells and magical weapons, and then, uh, yeah, I mean we were. She kind of looks at all of you. Just be smart. I mean, you're a baker? I am. Okay. Did you try one of the muffins? I did. What'd you think? It was interesting. <sighs> I think I I think probably fresh out of the oven might be the way to Oh my to try god, Fern, what the fuck? I just You get a lot I'm of fresh baked honest. goods to be fair. Well, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. I'm in. But I have one question for FCG. Can't go. Sure you can. Why can't you go? I don't have a spirit. Yes, you do. I don't. Well, no, there's only one way to find out. Want to make a bet? Yeah. Well, here, if you don't have a spirit, then you'll stay behind and we can keep each other company while I focus on keeping your friends alive. Maybe she could teach you some things. Sure. Oh, yeah, I would love to learn. Okay. Well, what I will say is Delilah wasn't protecting her or getting in the way, just there, making sure that she was present. In fact, why I withdrew was because Delilah was the first to reach out. I think she wants to come back. Yeah. So. She said she was, she was fading. That the only way she could come back was through Laudna. I sort of tried to contact her when we were trying to. Her essence is far more diminished than when I, we, looking back at Vexalia, uh, last tangled with her. So. Hopefully that means she's not as dangerous as she used to be, mm-hmm. but she's still worth not underestimating. Uh, 
and she like puts the scroll aside and opens one of the other books there and goes, "What I'm thinking here is if if you can manage somehow to 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 separate them enough to keep them apart uh, for a period of time with this spell, I may have a small, no promises, chance of banishing Delilah from the spell." Maybe for good? Great. And Vixali immediately sits up and goes, then we're doing this. If you can banish Delilah and she's she's gone, gone, gone. Then yes. Like a sensible one. How will we tell you, Miss Trickfoot, <clears throat> when we're ready, when the soul is broken away or or, or when they're separated enough? Pike goes. Uh, oh, that's a little tricky. Um, Maybe I can send. How far can you send a message? Can I mean, I can send it across uh, uh, planes of existence. I think it's you just can? harder to get through. So you can. Okay, so you, so you you have you you can actually talk across the dimensions. I know what you're talking about. I know the spell, and that that could work. Great. Just hold on to that. I always do. Okay. Well, I have a question. Mm. Hold out his sword. This is. Really well made. It is not magical. I don't understand the fine print. Will this do anything? Maybe. On the other side? Lady Dorolo, do you have a loner for me? She takes the sword. It's a very nice sword. But I can do better. And she exits the room. Because, okay, well, uh, I guess. I'm going to start preparing this ritual. It's going to take me a little bit. This is, uh, this is a big one. Um, Do you need help? If you want to help me out, that would be great. I'm going to eat a muffin, drink some water, take a breath, and then we can begin. The rest of you, I guess, get ready to go to wherever you're going. Pike trick, but drinking water. Sure. <laughs> She's having a little nippy nips. <laughs> She's <Old>. ready. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how long is it going to take? Well, I, I can spell last for an hour. Okay. So I would recommend a little bit of haste. And uh, how long until it's ready? Oh, uh, I mean, it would take me about 10 minutes. Um, oh, wow. To prepare it, maybe, but that includes me just kind of taking a break. Let me see here what the actual. Uh... Fern, could you hand me a muffin? I can't reach him. Actually, one, one more. One no, more. sorry. It takes an hour to cast. And it lasts 30 seconds. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but muffin also. I mean, is it really. Boy, oh boy. They're, they're, they're good. Oh, Don't get me wrong. Sorry. Sorry. So, so sorry. So, back. It takes an hour to cast, and she can maintain it for as long as she needs to. Wonderful. Sorry, I misremembered that. Hour to cast. As long as there's no attack on Wednesday. <laughs> right. But you, you got all the details from D&D Beyond. Yes. Where you can get early access to Kryn when you pre-order the Dragonlance <laughs> Digital Plus Physical Bundle at dndbeyond.link slash crdragonlance. Wow, well, the dimensions uh, really wow. are interesting. Exactly yeah. it. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. It's, it's a, it says, or, find an organic moment, oh. and that was it. <laughs> Tasselhoff. <laughs> Tasselhoff, can you See hear me? Us. Tasselhoff, can you hear me? Amazing what passes is organic. So Current regulations if I go down <laughs> FCG you have to go what do you what do you mean if you go if down if I went unconscious or something and, and when we were able to separate Delilah I wouldn't be able to tell Pike that it happened oh shit I don't know if I can I think you'll be there 
but I might be even more helpful here to dab Pike's forehead and keep shoving muffins down her gullet while she, you know, she might need. I don't mind the help. I do like muffins. Would you be able to tell if he has a soul or a spirit or anything like that, or? Well, I mean, yeah. Want me to check? You can just check? It's kind of my specialty. Was my specialty. Yes, kind of is. As a baker? Yes. Bakery sounds amazing. Baker. I know, we gotta go to the bakery. FCG, this is a big deal. It is. But I don't want to distract from the task at hand. It's okay, she probably just requires your meat tongue for a component. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Open your mouth. Ah, there you go. Finally, it's, it's gone. gone. Finally, it's oh, the no. end. It's growing no. back. <laughs> I, I hate this so much. Uh, it's it's like not the canon. endless jug, the alchemy <laughs> jug, except it's endless tongue meat. It's like toothpaste. Oh, <laughs> it's no. the peanut butter solution it's of tongue meat. Oh. No. Oh. Now I don't want it. Oh. This is huge. Oh. I know. I'm scared. I'm, I don't. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't want to know. Because what if it's what if it's not an answer I, I want? Okay, we don't need to do it then. We should take a bet. You're okay. gonna bet on yeah. my, my soul. I got two gold. Of course, two gold says FCG's got a soul. Four gold. Four gold. Who's Four got gold? With or without? With, with, with that? one. With one. I'm with Charles. Who says without? We all think you have a soul, letters. That's not much of a bet. You can't. Five you gold. Can't. There's no one to bet against. I could put five against, but I would be just doing it to keep the, everything moving. I actually agree. Okay, so. we got four. Uh, we got, got five. five. Five gold against. Five See, now it's interesting. Okay, now it's interesting. All right. Imogen, you want some of this action? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to put in five for Imogen. You up to your bet? Pike, do your thing. Miss Trickfoot, sorry. Do you sorry. hold my hand? Absolutely, hold your hand if you need. <clears throat> I'm gonna try. I'm just a baker. She comes and steps up to you, and kind of looks up at your. You know, you're kind of in that that middle height area. She's a little bit shorter than you, and looks up, kind of looks you over, smiles, and kind of like touches the side of your metal head. The other hand touches her symbol. She closes her eyes, and you feel this like wave of something come over you, and you feel like you're about to tumble, like your your sense of, of upright gravity begins to shift. And it, as that happens, you kind of instinctually kind of close your uh, ocular presence, and then suddenly <laughs> there is just light burning around you. There is this, this inferno of silver white light that is just blurring everything in the space around you, shifting and moving. And you look around, and there in front of you, you see the same kind of shape as Pike, but she is herself a burning silver ember of light. You see just the flames rising off of her, and this like set of fiery wings that just kind of drift in place, where her eyes are is just this, this glowing cavalcade of color and white light. And you see the symbol still there resting in the middle of her chest as she clutches it. And she looks and leans into you. Can you see me? Is that you? The, the same? Yeah. I can see you. And you see you. 
I'll look down at my hands. You look down, and you see your arms, the, the shape of them, but it's just kind of like this unique, strange, semi-translucent light, like this, not as bright as hers necessarily, but present, this kind of fuzzy sparkle. As you kind of turn your hands over in front of you, you can see them like shifting and moving, almost like electrical pulses, but but not electricity, not, not arcane. It's hard to explain. You just feel warm. What does it mean? It means you're alive. And from the look of it, you already have eyes on you. And she points down to your chest and you see the coin sitting in the space of your chest with the face of the Changebringer on it. You're brought back into the room. Her face is, her hand is still on your face. See, you're fine. Ting, ting. Whoa! What happened, what happened? I was crazy. I went to another place where I could see our spirit. She gave you drugs? Yes. Wow. So it, it's true, he has a he has a spirit. Yeah. Five gold, can't win them all. Thank you, it's actually Maybe. 13 gold across two of you. Well, maybe it's just because of the coin or something. No, FCG, it's because of you. Oh no. What? I don't know. Uh, doesn't that mean that? Well, I don't know. I, I have to. If I have a spirit, that means I. Well, I have to live. Well, yeah. Unfortunate, but true. It's the idea. I've watched all of you and so many others for so long. It seems kind of hard. You've kind of already been doing it. But to like find a purpose and and find people to depend on and and not disappoint and stuff and that, that's a lot of I don't understand what's the difference between now and yesterday well now it matters it always mattered well everyone has their path to take at their own speed and if it matters now think on that see what it means to you these Fine folks seem to depend on you and have for a while. Just make sure you don't disappoint them by working that much harder. Short term, you've got a cord to protect. Yeah, yeah, I can come with. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you go down, which you won't, I'll send the message. Boy. <laughs> the door opens and Lady Vixalia steps back in. Well, on short notice, it is at least something that'll help. Tosses you your sword back, and then pulls a small scabbard and hands it to you. Okay, I'll put 
this back, and this is a separate blade entirely in a, a scabbard? A separate blade in a scabbard, yeah. How big a blade are we talking about? It's a short sword. Short sword. Um, but as you kind of look at the, the handle of it, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the hilt. It, it's, it's very, very well made, and as you pull it forth, the blade itself just comes to this gradual point, like a gladius. Um, the, you can see faint runes kind of marked right in what would be considered kind of the blood groove area of the blade. Um, it's not extremely intricate, but it is a very well-made blade with like a little flourishes here and there. Um, she looks to you and goes, it's, it's not anything incredible per se, but it's better than nothing. It is indeed magical, and if you take a moment to go ahead and fix it upon yourself, it should, uh, should assure you some safer passage, hopefully. Orm takes a few steps back and twirls it uh, around and gives it a few, um, takes a few steps in the room. Yeah, it's a little heavier than what I'm used to, but I think I can make it work. Thank you. I'll bring it back in one piece. I think. Wonderful. I don't. So counts as a plus one choice word. I don't know you. I don't know really what's going on, but I feel like I just have to tell you he's having. A day he is never going to forget right now. His mind is entirely blown. You have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, uh, this is. To be perfectly honest, I'm. Not to brag, but I'm used to blowing minds. <laughs> I'm so happy I could. Uh, I love a brag. Continue the trend. Oh, all right. Oh. Fun. <laughs> Pike, darling, do you need any help? As Pike's over there with a flask, like. Oh, no, I'm good. Uh, just get ready. Okay, okay, uh, okay, 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 everyone ready, everyone good, everyone prepared, everyone set, I'm gonna go ahead and, I mean, I have an hour to go here, so, you know, just buckle up and sit around, I just need y'all to lie down. Uh, oh, wait, heads. wait, 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 hold on. You talked to Delilah, right? I did. We should, like, we should try and throw her off the trail, make sure she doesn't think we're coming. Can she see us? What kind of magic does she have? Is this a bad idea? Maybe we should leave. Oh God, I'm spiraling. Oh no, it's a, you're no, all right, you're yes. all right. Yes, no, but we are anyway, and no. Oh, and I'm yes. gonna send another message. I, I've only got a couple yeah. spells left you're in there. You gonna send a message now? No, 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 oh. I don't want to. I, Save it. Yeah. I mean, just think I've though, you could be like, Delilah, what's the one thing that really hurts you? Well, I do, I mean. Don't do that. Why I'm not gonna do that. It's okay, it's not my spell. <clears throat> we do have, um, I don't know if it even matters anymore, but I pull out the Gnarl Rock shard. We had pieces of this, I had a piece of this, and Delilah seemed to really want it. Um, but I thought, um, she she took it and, and something happened to, to Laudna, I don't know, what it was, I, I tried to use it to bring her back. It didn't work. I don't know if you want it. Pike reaches out and touches things. I'll, 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 I'll look into it. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, so, thanks. Yes, Pike. So, uh, this spell requires uh, J-Synth and a silver bar for each participant. Uh, J-Synth about 1,000 gold, and silver bar about 100 gold each, so that's going to be 6,600 gold worth of materials. Do you think maybe? I mean, it's like, 
You stop paying the ritual. I'll be right back. We can also cover some of the cherries. We've got some. We've also got some some special powder that can take place of of some of that as well. Why are we splitting the bill with somebody who lives in the castle? Put a pin in that one. We've got a lot on our plate right now. We can talk about that when we get back. Yeah. What sort of substance are you talking about? Oh, uh, that's a longer story. Uh, We do. Oh God. It was. We were going to get to this. We, oh God, this it's its such a, a bigger It's a very long conversation. Story it's, a, it's a long story. You can go to it now if you want. It's, it's no, a, hold on to that for the time being. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think my husband would be very interested to know where you got that. Letters open wide. <laughs> Could have fucking found out if he was only having a conversation like or someone just. He's a complicated <laughs> man. You can tell him he could have found out. That and more. No one knows better than I do just how complicated he is. But he's a good man. He's a bit prickly. Sometimes up his own ass. Anyway, my darling, could I have a sip of that? (laughs) She takes her own swig. (laughs) No, no, I love it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Old habits. Old habits. Dex goes and heads off to retrieve the expensive materials. Returns with them as Pike is partway through preparing this ritual. Um, about 40 minutes into her writing out this extremely intricate sigil, this like multi-layered series of divine glyphs across the center of the floor. She shifts all the furniture out of the way, and as she begins to settle these materials around and grabbing each of these uh, metal bars and setting them almost like pillows that surround the center of the body of Ladna. Uh, Vexalia, kind of looking over this, glances all the rest of you. Just remember the favor we're doing here, and know that if all of it goes wrong, we've done our best. We've done our best. It's appreciated. We wouldn't be anywhere near this level of, well, anything without you. And if it goes right, we are at your service. Looks down the pike. Okay, I need each of you to lie down. Uh, kind of in a out, feet outward, heads in. Ramp. Oh, oh wow. fuck! Whatever that was. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> Sorry, it's a bit cluttered in here. Um, One of the silver bars goes scuttled. Wheels of cheese. Kind of a hoarder, my older age. Um, but each of you lie down, head in the center, with your head, the back of your head placed against the metal bar. So you're kind of like an outward fan of six people with Ladna towards the center. She goes ahead and takes the jacinth and places each onto your sternum as you lay on your back, looking up to the ceiling. Uh, you can see the cross beams of the secondary floor above. You can see where, like, it looks like a, a leak at one point, a kind of stained part of it, and has since dried. And you begin making up little details that show kind of the life that has been lived in this house. Um, as the uh, flames of the lanterns begin to dim slightly, you look and can see uh, Pike adjusting the oil to just bring the light a little bit lower. With everyone in place, she grasps her holy symbol and begins to mutter, begins to pray. Would that... These little symbols, these little, almost 
crescent moon or, or scythe-like curves and some of these sigils begin to glow and it leads into the next, into the next, like six different locations within this massive expanse, this pattern begin to share a current and it alights the next chain and the next chain until the entire room begins to glow from underneath. You kind of glance off the side of your eyes from side to side to make out the adjustments, but more than anything, you see the mostly dark roof above you as you look upward begin to brighten with the same golden light that you saw with Pike's initial attempt to bring Laudna back. The gold then begins to shift into almost a, a cerulean blue. Her prayer stops and she goes, all right, hold on. And as you're looking at the pattern of the ceiling, you watch it just rocket away from you as shadow just fills your periphery. You instinctively try and move your head, but you can't. You're just kind of locked in place, like a sleep paralysis is taking your body. You just watch the roof get further and further and further away and further away. And then it's gone, and there's just shadow around you, but you still feel wind. You feel. And the wind begins to shift and echo and almost play in reverse at times. Around you. You glance side to side best you can. You don't see your friends. The wind gets louder. You begin to be able to move your neck. And you look down and you see your body, you see your form, you see your equipment, you see your clothing, but it all kind of has this odd golden silver shimmer to it. You see the trail of it kind of drifting off of it, almost like you're you're giving off a, a faint mist, just drifting off from below. And the darkness beneath your feet, you watch begin to open, like a dark pitch black umbra fog beginning to roll away with a faint gust of wind upon a dark gray stone surface as it begins to separate, revealing this cracked stone floor, your feet touch it. And at that moment, you watch as the rest of your friends all touch down around you, the circle of the six, all standing in this space, all built of the same silver gold material. And all of you above your head like a puppet held by a single thread, a gossamer cord that lifts about a foot off of your head before it just sort of vanishes into the ether. It is material as you touch it. It feels warm like, like you do, like this energy that makes up your presence here, your soul does. And it moves a little bit as you press onto it. It has weight, it has body. It just kind of vanishes into the ether about a foot above you. We know if it's been cut. I Who think you'll see? know. What is um, what does FCG look like? FCG looks very much like their form, uh, if a little more amorphous. Meaning you see, you see where the wheel is, you see where the torso is, and the arms. Whereas the rest of you are more like crisp and defined in your forms. You see the shape of FCG is a little more ethereal, a little more fuzzy. Uh, it's not. It's not the metal that's defining the spirit, more like the shape that would reside within is taking form. Awesome. Feet? 
still kind of a kind of a, a singular Just wheel. Two little feet sticking out from where your wiener <laughs> would be. Like the fucking dead, when Deadpool loses his lower half and little baby legs grow out. That's awful. Okay. Stick your tongue out. Is there one? No. Okay. There's never been one. There's no tongue. It's not canon. Your <laughs> tongue. You're just your tongue goes out and trails <laughs> up into the sky. But looking all around you, beyond your friends, it is a lightless nothing. You kind of see this deep umber shadow around you, uh, but the fog rolls away a little further than where you landed. And as it does, about 50, 60, 70 feet, it begins to drift, and you see the rocky terrain that reveals itself, bits of gravel and broken dark gray stone, like the color has been seeped from the environment around you. Uh, eventually, where the fog pulls away, you can see cliffs that drop off at the edges, and areas around you also where the fog halts its progression, that you're uncertain what lies beyond. Oh, we have ways to. Okay. Are we doing that? <laughs> yeah. We, that's, no. Where do you feel like? Oh wait, I, I locate. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can locate people. I wonder if it works for spirits. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. But try it. I mean, I'm gonna try to talk to you in your head. Can you hear me? Can I hear? You can hear in your head. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, it works within a thousand foot radius. Is that cl close enough? How long does it last? An hour. Great. Okay. That's. Is it hard to do? Uh, let me look. Nothing on the horizon. Just all the same. It's hard to do. Make perception check. But that's all right. I'll assist. Okay. Assisting. Oh, thank that didn't help. That's good. Uh, uh, nine. Nine. Should have rolled your. Why am I rolling? Beyond this? just the outer, about 60 or so foot radius, the fog is rolled back around you. You don't see anything beyond that. It's just black expanse. But you do see elements of the rock do drop off. It seems almost like there's a, a small <clears throat> turn or a cliff edge. Before we get expensive, uh, Lorna! Oh. Lorna! I don't know if. It's interesting, because when you speak closely to each other, there's a faint, almost a tinny echo to your voice. When you shout, most of the volume is absorbed and swallowed by Whoa. the darkness. It's almost like speaking into a void where no vibration can carry. Do we have any trouble seeing? Are we talking like dim lighting where we are? or Where, where you're standing? It's like, we'll say dim light, you can still see about 60 feet out or so, mm -hmm. but it's not like the the, the shadow is all-encompassing. Okay. It's just kind of everything that the fog is pulled away from is kind of in generally dim light. Okay. Um, but the fog itself, beyond where it has curled and stopped, uh, you can't see anything beyond it. What if you try to reach it? Uh, I kind of have to be able to see someone in order to start that connection. I thought about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, try. I mean, send a message to her. We could 
Well, but I mean, I could try to see if she's around us. I mean, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Just, just, I'll just take a couple steps out, yeah, toes yeah. feeling out towards the I'm edge of the fog. Cast dancing lights, just a few little. Okay. <laughs> Your four kind of glowing, kind of purple energy crackling spheres kind of float out around, and it does alight the ground around where they are. Um, and you can see the kind of cracked, dry, arid, Kind of dead landscape that sits around you. There's no signs of vegetation. It's just broken, sheer rock and shale. Is it cold or is it? You go ahead and touch it. I mean, do we feel cold? Just in the air. You don't feel any particular temperature here. Okay, then yeah, I'm going to reach down and touch the ground. Touch the ground. The ground does feel cold. So the air does not feel chilled, but the stone itself feels cold. Yeah. As you step forward, you take a few steps outward in. Towards one of like the cliff edges, or towards one of the kind of fog of war. Fog of war. You take a few steps and you watch the fog roll away from you and kind of reveal a little bit further. Cool. There's more this way. I didn't check the edge though. Ashton, check the edge. Fuck it. Um, all right. I'm going to walk towards the edge a little bit. I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and just kind of try and peer over, find. <laughs> Physically find where the edge of this is. Do we do we have any of our stuff or yeah. just our magical? You have all of your equipment. Okay, so hold up then. Uh, I tie a rope around his waist. Okay, and then back up ten feet. Yes, this is getting to become a very weird metaphor. Don't okay. dive over. I'm not strong. <laughs> the rock kind of slightly sends at a faint incline, and then where it comes to an end, you glance over and it is a sheer drop. You see the stone that makes this platform, this this realm that you stand on, just goes into an, a continuous 90 degree drop for what looks like hundreds of feet before there's, it seems to curl away into darkness. And there's there is, just nothing. There is nothing below but void expanse. Yeah, cool. Mister. <laughs> oh. You can see Mr. Uh, here alongside you is a flame. You don't even see the monkey, you just see a burning cinder flame that just kind of drifts around. Look at my boy. <laughs> Still makes the noises and you, you know, but when you when he moves around, it's just like watching a singular controlled fire from like a campfire just Stay with mama for now. We're gonna need you in a minute. So yeah, those that's we don't wanna we don't wanna play with the edges of this. So maybe I can send the lights out and try to find a path that doesn't drop off into nothingness. This yeah. is pretty good out this way. In the okay. far direction. Head mm. towards Chetney. Okay. Doing the heel toe, heel toe. Okay. Heel toe. So it seems the fog's keeping about a sixty foot radius oh. from where you're standing, and as Chetney or any of you begin to ascend to Challenge that edge, the fog rolls away. It reveals before you as you step. It's like it's being created as we get there. And, and Imogen's light had no effect on it, but moving through altered it around us? You can't quite get to the fog. It's as always, you approach it, saying, like it's, it's always 60 constant. feet away from you, constantly rolling away. And as you step, it doesn't just begin to vanish. It looks like it's being blown, like some sort of wind is pushing it back. You see the curls. Almost like it's a, like it's a heavy fog, and it reveals like rock and topography. Mm -hmm. as and it just kind of gets away. more ragged and jagged mm -hmm. as it goes. I'm gonna um, channel divinity and, and 
bind myself sympathetically like with mm-hmm. um, Chetney, Imogen, and Ashton. You got it. Okay. They are all sympathetically mean? bound. It just means I, I just have like just a little extra connection with you three, and and I and I can give you some stuff if you need it, but not now. Because this isn't a real place, as in real, real. Can I close my eyes and listen and smell? Do I hear or smell anything? Make a perception check for me. 18. 18. You smell, and what you smell is this faint, this faint smell of vegetable rot. Like a, like a bog. Or, or compost. What you hear, that gentle wind that you hear whipping around, you focus on it and it voices, whispers, multitudes of them, male, female, in between, and all over, just sourceless, genderless, just whispers that you can't quite make out what they're saying. They're faint, they're distant, they're beyond the fog even, but they're there. Well, there's stuff kind of all around us, but not really there. I just hear voices on the wind, which is very, very comforting. Okay, well, I can, um, first of all, if uh, I'm gonna use three bonus actions over the next few rounds of walking and give each of those three four temporary hit points. Mm. Great. Um, do you think I should try to protect us from these Voices or anything? I, I can. Wait, did I prepare that spell? Goddamn clerics! <laughs> oh, revenge! I don't think I can. Wait, no, I cannot. Do They're not that. doing anything yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, best we should to just go slow and steady, and just slow and steady. Okay. Pay attention. What's in front of us? See what happens when we walk for. I am going minutes. to. I'm binding the. Uh, um, Immovable rod underneath my bracelets and connecting it to my arm so that it's just just at the ready. It's, it's strapped on, so if I have to, yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. It's just there. Okay. Like good to, good to know. Good to know. I'm gonna move up by Chetney. I'm gonna move up by Chet and start slowly blade out, moving through the fog. Okay. As you push forward, the fog pushes beyond. Pushes beyond. A few minutes of traveling in what seems to be this continuously repeating landscape before you, you begin to notice, because you are very perceptive, the landscape beginning to shift, growing more jagged, more small points and little rock formations begin to apparate and pass you by as you continue to step forward, growing taller, and taller with each step, like stalagmites that now begin to reach up some a few feet as you continue beyond your height, eventually beyond the height of your companions, until you feel like you're walking through a strange valley of rock needles that just continue up until eventually they push past the fog above you as well. Hmm. And then some of them begin to grow branches as you pass them. As we pass? As you, as they come into view, some of these stone things begin to 
Do we see them in motion? Grow branches. I'm gonna cast mage armor on myself. Okay. The whispers are getting slowly louder. There she is. Get her! You continue to push forward, and you're now walking through what looks to be a colorless, pale forest. Petrified or mimicked by stone, you can't tell. But you are now standing as you move amongst numerous trees of different thicknesses and heights. You can almost see the ground mimicking what looks like pitfalls and small valleys and bushes and ferns, but it's all still stone. It's all still mimicry in this lifeless space. The fog begins to roll away even further than that radius and seems to almost reveal more of the forest around you. Dozens and dozens of trees surround you. And you see a faint bit of color, a distant, gentle orange glimmer, a flicker, a flame. What do you do? Clearly, clearly we have to go that way, but let's, let's not pretend it isn't a fishing lure. We're going to have to, yeah, but let's be smart about it. Last time we walked right into a fight that we were not ready for. Is there is there anything besides the flame on our left or our right? Like, are there two velociraptors ready to come from the sides? <laughs> Roll a perception check. Should I also be prepared to fight Lodna? <laughs> Oh, wait, what? Now you roll well. Uh, that I was is prepared a, to fight you. It's great. Uh, that's a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Glancing about, you don't you don't see anything lurking to the right or left. But looking ahead, even in the dim light that's beyond, you can see it's not just a flame sitting in space. You can see a shape rising up from the middle of the trees. It's a structure. It's like a small cabin or a larger hut. It is a built structure here in the middle of the woods, and that flicker you see is through a window. What the fuck? That to the what the fuck? I don't like it anymore. Should we drink? So no, we, we approach from different directions, or? I don't want to separate no. again. I think we should stay together. Or go, someone go invisible and look? I'm very stealthy. I don't know if or make a noise and draw them out. I don't Let me just try and get closer and get eyes. I feel All like right. they can see us. I, I feel like going there feels right. I don't know why. I'll be right back. I just so want to peek in the window. Right? Everywhere feels we don't exposed. It'll be fine. I'll go with Chet. It'll be fine. This is already terrifying me. Okay. Let's I just start to sneak out. Or okay. Stealthily. We're gonna. Roll a stealth check for Lord, me. I didn't prepare any undead shit. <laughs> they were fighting undead things. 22. 22. Are you going with them or are you staying back? 22, no. just flat 20. You always flat 20? Okay. You carefully begin to step through the foul forest that surrounds you, heading towards this structure. As you do, you hear the whispers getting louder. Hit her. She's here. We're gather them up, burn it down. Which which is here? I'm gonna cast a tech thought. As you step closer and closer, you see this is the stone rises up to mimic what looks to be indeed a small cabin. It seems like it's pulled together with ropes and 
thin branches and bits of fallen trees and bark and whatever sort of materials are around it. It is a, it is a <clears throat> ramshackle shack here in the middle of these woods. And you can see under the porch, this kind of makeshift entryway area dangling their little uh, trinkets and look to be uh, bones and uh, tools. And that window, that window, there's that little kind of warm light flickering within. There's no fucking blueberry muffin on the windowsill, is there? There is not. Oh. <laughs> I am. How much of, of this can we see from, from where we are, or can we hear from these whispers? From The whispers haven't gotten louder for you. Yeah. The whispers still just kind of just beyond your periphery. You're the one who's hearing them louder as you approach. Yeah. Um, Orm is quietly circling Imogen and looking for anyone on our six or seeing anything that they don't from afar and making sure that nobody hits our message woman. You got it. Okay. I will. Take a breath and go invisible. Alrighty. And I will try to my elven boots. Okay. Quietly get a look in. As you close up quickly and look inside, and this this is this is a small, you know, shack. You see a quaint interior. You see scrounged trunks and branches and moss that are all put together to create the the roof. It looks like it might collapse with a soft wind. Um, but it also, you have to remind yourself as you look at the details, this is all made of that same kind of rock. <clears throat> Glancing within, there is a few boxes. It looks to be like a cot. You see a, uh, a stone fireplace, you know, resembling the stones maybe gathered from the forest, and within it, a small fire burns, which is the source of the glow you've seen. There is a small table and a stool. And there on the table, you see a few tools, also made of the stone. Looks like a pair of scissors or like a little knife. Uh, you see what looks to be the body of a rat. And you see, kind of on the stool, this kind of shadow shape. This one, almost like a like a black flame that's kind of barely holding there, kind of flickering in and out of existence. That you look for a moment, it almost has a humanoid shape to it. You don't feel like she's there, but you almost make out the shape of Lana sitting in this shack, making something on the table. And in the same moment, you see with deep within this dark, flickering black flame that is this Laudna-like shape that's kind of whipping in and out of your vision, you see this small purple light that just kind of sits in the chest. The whispers get louder. There she is! Kill the witch! Burn her! Burn her down! And you see the, the flickering black flame kind of and vanish. The flickering black form vanishes? Yeah, it oh, disappears. Wow. Yeah. Oh shit. And the fire begins to catch up from the fireplace. And curling up, somehow the stone cabin is beginning to burn. <laughs> At this moment, Orem, you watch, drifting out of the shaded spaces between the trees. God, your passive perception is stupid. Three black, billowing collections of dark matter or cloth kind of <laughs> emerge 
and drift a few feet above the ground and begin to Remember head towards the cabin. doesn't do shit, so I tug on your sleeve immediately and say, we're in trouble, alert the others. I will try to send out messages to everyone in their heads. Okay. In those rapid moments as you're sending out messages to everyone to kind of bring yourselves together to look, I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh! This oh, combat is scary, and it's brought to you by no. WizKids Miniatures. Enhance your home games with Critical Role Minis by WizKids, available at wizkids.io slash crminis oh. and your local game Whoa. store. What? Oh, that yeah. is so cool looking. I did my job of brand castigation, but there's no blood. Why are you rolling all now? Oh, I want yeah, whatever one of us talking to Dorolo. Trees, right there. We're here. We're here. All right. So, so cool. given the interior of this tiny shack, which you are kind of just on the outskirts of, looking into the window about there, how far back are the rest of you? We'll say. Very much. Thirty feet. Well, I would think about the edge of the map. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. Or you were probably like over here with. Imogen, yeah. correct? And I was probably on the other side of, of Orem. Over here? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm probably over here. Over this side? Uh, uh, maybe closer to everything, a little bit. Yeah, right there, right there. Okay. Right there. You got it. And we'll say Mr. would be? Mr.'s a little bit more forward than I am. Maybe just there. a little bit. Yeah. yeah okay. So far. Oh, tortured. It's so very far. Okay. The grass. Anywhere you want me. No, you tell me, buddy. Uh, to the left of Ashton, up on that tree, I guess. Up here? Yeah, sure. Okay, you got Such it. a light soul. That's right. You basically just flown around. Oh, it's yeah. real mm. interesting. Yes. Just a circuit pattern. Oh, pattern. Of oh no! Oh, oh hi! Oh, oh buddy. Oh, hi, friends. All right. Fuck, I don't know if anything. Back there. I was ready for. Like reviving and stuff, yeah. not not fighting. Get to that. We might be so get you one, two. You said three well, total. Three total. One, ain't, two, ain't no three. Thanks. You didn't grab any from, from to roll And up. if it helps, a visual reference. Really I'll like anyway. move some of these here. Why would I? I don't have any diamonds to kind of give you guys a better view of the battlefield here. I didn't prepare any curing spells. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. Oh boy. So. Oh, those things are so scary. 25 to 20. 24. Whoa. 20. Aura. 20. Good God. What's your dex? Um, shake your dex, shake your dex. 20 to 15? Dex 30 is 15. Yeah. You go before me. 15. Oh. So I'm 20. He's oh, you're 20. 20 well. All right. Then yeah. yeah. Chetney. Oh. All right. Imogen, Chetney, Chetney, Imogen. Or Imogen, Imogen Chetney. Chetney. 20 to 15? 15. Okay. Uh, 15 to 10? 13. Okay. 11. All right. That's it. All righty. So, <laughs> top of this round, watching Come. Chetney vanish in the front of this cabin, uncertain where he is, suddenly the light begins to get brighter on this cabin, which I will connotate as a flame Ooh. now burning on the inside. Up one wall? Yep. There's three shadows. Emerge from the ground and all begin to drift in towards the cabin. Orem, you're up first. What are you doing? Okay, so I pop behind Imogen and uh, grab her belt and swing her around and trade places and do bait and switch. Okay. Shield up, guarding her. Uh, 
One. You get one added to your AC. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and I'm just holding uh, to attack anything that uh, tries to hit me or her. You got it. Okay. That Does that your... add to my on top of like my mage armor that I did? It adds. Correct. Sweet. It adds to whatever your AC currently is. Yeah. Plus one to your AC until the next. Your next round. To the, yeah, my next round. Got it. Okay. Unless you run away from me, and then it's. Got it. Which to that point, Imogen, you're up next. Or I'm just kind of pushed you behind him and put the shield up and is guarding you in place. What are you doing? I am going to. Um, Hold on, let me look at this. These guys seem like fabric or like just shadow? Shadow. Both. Mm. You see what looks to be like tangled masses of almost like 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 grave shrouds and like black material that kind of like flickers and moves around. It tangles, cool, but then when it yeah. moves, it leaves cool. a trail of like shadow behind it that just kind of yes. dissipates as oh, it moves. Yes! Yeah, yikes. I mean, uh, no. I'm just going to rub my hands together. Close my eyes and then shoot both my hands out and twin spells, witch bolt at second level at both of them. At both of these up here? Yeah. Okay. What's the range on that? Oh, shit. 30 feet. I'm way beyond that, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 40. Yeah, just out for the. For can I double up on sorcery point? I'm sure I mean, you could. Get, if can you I wanna, move forward like you could, 10 You'll feet? lose the AC, but go for it. Can I just like put Orem on my feet and walk forward? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, kind of baby walk like him up. Like <laughs> No, I mean you didn't get much of a bonus from it. That's so. true. That's true. That's true. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna step forward like 10 feet, whatever I can to okay. get within I mean, range of both of them. He's not gonna impede your movement. He's a hashtag. So five, ten, fifteen, you walk over 20, 25, 30, That'll get you. I'll get him within 30 feet and within 30 feet. So you will be able to witch bolt them both. Can I go back one and still be within 30? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like really out there right now. Yeah, you now. can do that. Okay. All right. That tree. Yeah, I'll say the tree doesn't yeah. give you an issue. It's not, it's not, okay. a, not a full amount of guard there. So yeah, go ahead and roll for an attack on each for witch bolt. Or is it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. On this side. What am I doing? Rolling. Okay, that's great. That's uh, 16 plus 8. 16 plus 8 definitely hits. Ooh, that little bit in the tray. 13 plus 8. So I think they both hit, hopefully. Okay, I'll consider that as. 21 and what was the first one? 16 plus 8, 24 and 21. Indeed, both of those hit. <laughs> okay. So. Concentrating there on the witch right. bolt. 2d12. Really? Really? Both 12s. Both 12s. 24 points of damage. Or it was six points of damage to them. Six points of damage to which one? Well, is it uh, to one of them if I'm rolling twice? Well, because technically there's two different targets and you're rolling to hit each, so damage for each of them. Okay, so so six to one of them. I'm going to take six. The other. I'm gonna roll this again because it rolled so poorly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Six. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and 16 points to the other one. Great, much better. So as you release both these like arcing, glowing, kind of energy bursts, kind of shoot out at a large arc and slam into both of them as it hits. You watch the the tattered material kind of unfold, and behind it, you see this red kind of tooth mouth go in your direction. And you're now holding these two tethers to them, these little threads that are kind of flickering 
as you're connected. What does shit? What does the tethering do? It just holds the spell on them. So she can like reuse. She, she can spend an action next turn to just do the damage again. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Uh, finishing your turn, Imogen, that brings us up to Chetney. Wait, wait, wait. With uh, Ashton on deck. Where did Lana go? I'm going to open the door to the front and look in, still invisible. Okay. You step inside and uh, you don't see any sign of the shadow shape. You do feel an immediate heat from the flame, however, and you do take six points of fire damage. Oh, it's hot. Shit, it's hot in here. Um, and the house is catching. Like, this This is going to be spreading. Um, okay, uh, looking around the room, is there anything that immediately screams like personal, a personal possession of Laudna's? Uh, looking at the table, you see what looks to be the, the dead rat, um, and you see a it looks to be like a small bird-like skull amongst other bones on the table. I scoop them all up. Okay. I put them in a satchel and I head out. Okay. Coming out the door. How far do you get? Uh, I'm going to turn left because there's a giant fucking horrible shit off to the right. And I'll, uh, I'll okay. come down. Yeah, come down this way. 20, 25 right there. Great. Okay. That's my standby. Please hold. This bonus action is brought to you by. That's my turn. Okay, <laughs> Ashton, you're up. Uh, will my forty feet of movement get me to that that uh, ghosty motherfucker in front of me? Which one? This that one. one. This one here. Yeah, I know it won't get me to the other one. Uh, it's not quite. <laughs> okay, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. My dancing lights are gone. Not that it matters. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm sure we can see shit. Um. I'm going to, uh, then I'm going to run right up to here, I suppose. Okay. I'm going to rage and okay. see if that works in this environment. You got it. Uh, and I'm going to probably hold my attack for the next thing that comes around, tries to get around me. You got it. You go ahead and hold uh, your action let's and see go ahead and rage. Roll your rage dice. Right. See what the rage dice says. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Uh, come on, let's make fun. Hey! I think first fucking time ever. All right. Um, everything starts going just in a very strange way. Everything just starts going like a multicolored, like a like a fire in a fireworks uh, in a fireworks factory. It's just multicolor, crazy sparks. <laughs> and it's oddly, yes. and it's not your head. It's your entire spiritual form oh, that is now oh, filled with that color. Mm. Disco Ashton. Straight up. Uh, and uh, Ladna's within 10 feet of me, right? Yeah, I did that right. Or Imogen, you mean? I Imogen, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I owe you a Coke. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, I'm holding my attack for the, for the, uh, just trying to draw one in at this point. You got it, okay. Mm. That finishes your turn? Yeah. All right. This one here is going to go ahead. Oh, God, I forgot there was a third one. This third one back here. Let's go ahead and. Drift over. Oh, oh past no. me, did it? Indeed. So as oh, soon as it, no. it like you watch oh. as it moves forward, it kind of clips the edge of the roots in the side of the house and just passes through them, like it's not fully. Oh, no. It's kind of immaterial. As it drifts past, you go ahead and take your two strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Everything's fine. Uh, all right. First one is uh, twenty-four to hit. That definitely hits. Sure. That's a uh, thirteen points of damage. Okay, thirteen, nice. And then 
22 to hit. 22 hits. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to see if I want to do any other weird shit to this uh, very quickly. Ooh. Sorry. Um, use that. Uh, do I want to do something weird? I'm really quick, I'm so sorry. I'm not used to this one yet. Um, Oh, wait, no, never mind. Yeah, that's uh, going to be awful. Uh, 11 points of damage. That's not bad. Yeah, for Great. All right. So you wham, wham, strike it twice. And its immaterial form, you seem, the, as you swing towards it, there's a little part that's like, shit, this, this thing isn't even going to take any hit from this. Yeah. But your magical hammer alights as you impact it, and it still hits something oddly solid. As you do, it seems to take the full brunt of your attack. Um, as you grin, its flickering material whips around, and darkness begins to apparate from it as it goes ahead and creates a tormenting shadow. Tormenting shadow. Oh, so, oh boy. Oh no. What? Oh no. Uh oh. Are they in darkness? You. Both Imogen and Ashton, everything around you just goes into cold, freezing cold black shadow. Do we see them anymore? You do not see them. This like weird dome of, of magical darkness just apparates from it and encompasses both of them before it moves back here. And you already use your reactions, so you don't get an attack opportunity. Um, this one here is going to drift over. Oh, no. Burn on this side. Someone tell them we're not the witch. And is going to go ahead and attack you with a life drain. Life. Oh. That is going to be uh, 15? No. 15 misses. It comes forth, and you don't see any limbs on it, but as it comes close to you, you can kind of see that weird glowing mouth in the distance. You just see the, the teeth in darkness almost giving off a faint. A faint glow to them where you can see them in the black expanse beyond the material. And then out of nowhere, this arm reaches out for you with its clawed fingers. Uh. And you just slap it out of the way. And it kind of like. <laughs> no. This one here. Drifts up to where you are, FCG. I'm alive! And the same thing, another hand kind of reaches out towards you. This one is going to be. That's a 21 to hit. Hits. Hit. So as it reaches, and the, the arm doesn't like grab you, it pierces into your spiritual form for a second, and you feel this like cold siphoning sensation, like, like a part of this spirit being that you're just now kind of beginning to see and understand gets slightly dimmer as it pulls some of the oh. essence from you. You take. But I'm so cute. <laughs> Twenty-three points of necrotic damage. Whoa! And I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Constitution. Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. You manage to hold most of your essence in, and as it withdraws the hand back into the flickering material, you hold yourself strong. Okay, your form is solid. You can help it. All right. That's going to finish. There we go. Now it brings us to FCG, followed by Fern. Oh boy. Um, can I, without moving out of melee, can I rock around uh, counterclockwise? You can. Just uh, to about right there? About right there. Um, you will I partially step into the shadow, just so you know. Well, then one square earlier. Okay. So um, there. And I can't see them, 
but I know they're, I think they're still in there. I don't know if this is stupid. Um, I'm gonna cast Beacon of Hope. Ooh. Okay. Um, I remember that one. That's a great spell. Uh, maybe, maybe, we'll see. Uh, so any creature within 30 feet does not say that I have to see them. It does not say that you can see, that is correct. Um, and they are all, everyone but Chetney has uh, advantage on wisdom saving throws. Ooh, yeah. And death saving throws. And anytime any healing happens, you regain the maximum number of hit points possible. Yeah. Sweet. That's I mean, don't even roll heal dice, they just Get the full amount. That's great. If you take that's a potion. Great. It's all d4s. That's yeah. an action. I can't cast another spell. Um, but as a bonus action, uh, I can do uh, another uh, thing to somebody I'm binded to. I can't see Chetney. Uh, you're still. Oh, but I'm also invisible. I'm right? also yeah. way more than thirty feet away from Correct. him. So, yeah. so I'll just give it to. Um, uh, Im- Imogen, since she seems to need it, I-, I will give her a bonded blessing. That's not going to help. No, no, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, uh, because we're just bonded by our souls. Our mm-hmm. souls are one. Um, <laughs> just like Delilah and Lana. Uh huh. I can just uh, you, you. So you have on uh, uh, a D6 that you can add to anything for uh, for the next. Bit of time. Thank you. Okay. Does that finish your turn? Uh huh, it does. All right, Fern, you're up okay. with Orm on deck. All right. I am going to cast Scorching Ray. Oh, okay. Scorching Marisha Ray? Scorching Marisha Ray. So that's three rays you're shooting. Who are they targeting? Okay, so. They can all be the same target, they can be different targets, your choice. I am going ah. to uh, the one next to me. I'm going to. I'm gonna go for. Oh, it was a note too. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. FCG, when it did strike and claw you and draw your essence, it did seem to restore some of oh. the shit. the capability of the creature that struck Would you. Had it been oh. hit before? Yeah, I had So it heals a little with my essence. So as you draw the spell, my essence. Um, I'm gonna go two, two shots for the one next to me and one shot for the the one next to the um, hut. Okay. Uh, I will check one thing or real actually. fast. Uh, My apologies. That's all right. That's right. You, if you are within five feet of a hostile creature and you're making a ranged attack, you have disadvantage in the attack rolls. But they have, this is a saving throw, right? It's not a, it's not a attack roll, it's a saving throw? Scorching Ray? Oh, scorching Ray? is an attack. Is, attack. Yeah. Then you have disadvantage on these, right? Yeah. Fuck. You can move away. You can take a five foot step and not get disadvantage on any of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will get an attack. Oh, yeah. will. You tell me what you want to do. Gah! I would wait. like to win. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an action. Yeah. That's a reaction. Can't I? That. Can't I? Since I have a level one rogue, do like a 
You can disengage as a bonus action and not take any attack opportunity if you have the. Let's do that. I'll do that as a bonus action. Nice. Okay. So you can move a full movement of thirty feet if you want to. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to do this? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Right, just right there in the middle. Right there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So with with that ability, you just whip away from it, kind of. No impact. Yes. Two on the left one. Oh, oh, oh! Some of these are not bad. Okay. Um, um, we've got. 16. 16 hits. We've got um, 25. And then. And we've got 26. Ooh, All right. dang. All three hit. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, where are my teeth? <laughs> where are my teeth? <laughs> a question I ask myself often. I haven't rolled this. We will always ask that. We will. Faster than we are ready for it. Yeah. Before Fern does anything, she puts on the plague mask that she stole from Percival. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I was wanting to take somebody. Okay. Just, do we discuss what happens if someone touches? Uh, no, never mind. Just <laughs> using the hit, cross that bridge if we get First right. hit or snake eyes, so two. So two damage on the first one. Okay, oh. two points of fire damage. Use the baby. Oh, snake eye, the second attack against this fellow again. Come on. Come on. Ooh, nine. Nine okay. points of fire damage against that one. Nice. Like how you rolled. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, double like, snake eyes again! What? Sprinkling Don't roll salt. the teeth. All right, teeth, teeth, are, teeth are out of the game. They never go well. So you like, <laughs> you impact, and you see the blasts hit, and the fire definitely hits, but it seems to be partially absorbed by its form too. They take damage, oh. but not as much as you would have hoped. Dang! Oh, I guess that makes sense. They did set things on fire. All right, so. That doesn't make sense. Mister's turn. Mister's turn, indeed. Mister is going to um, put on the plague mask, shoot some flame seeds. That would be a vision. Or wait a minute. Later. Are you fine? Okay. Shoot some flame seeds at at um, the big boy in the back. This guy here. Yes. Or no, sorry, the one next to the uh, hut. Right here. He can, Mister cannot see where he is because that orb of darkness is okay. so. But he can move if he wants to. Uh, yeah. Let's there. do it. Okay, Perfect. go for it. Now roll an attack against that one. Oh, nice. Okay. 22. 22 definitely hits. Okay. Go and roll damage for that flame seed, that flaming spectral poop. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Uh, layers. Layers. Okay. Seven points total. Seven points of damage. Reduced by half because of the fire. Does that finish your turn, friend? Yes. Turn, friend? Yeah. Alrighty. Orem, you're up with Imogen on deck. Alright, Orem uh, is going to bound over towards FCG and leap, shove his shield in the face of this thing, and use his foot to push FCG back, bait and switch again, take his it. place. Um, Ow! So you're out of melee, and I will take the extra AC this time. And I will lay into this thing. First is a uh, 23 to hit. 23 definitely hits. Okay. And that is a plus six. Okay. Five. Six is 11. And I'm going to make this a. Goading attack, so okay. it has to make a wisdom save. So 11 points of damage? Yes. Plus whatever you roll for your. Right. Okay. For the superiority die, which is another eight. 
19. That, 19, and it has to make a whiz save. Okay, that is a an 11. Fails. It fails, so it gets disadvantage against anybody except for you. Except for me, and then you I got continue it. to hit. Next one is much worse, that's a 14 to hit. 14 still hits. Okay. Um, Not necessarily hard to hit. Okay. It's just hard to damage. 10 points of damage for that one. 10 points of damage. And Oren keeps going, just slashing fabric away as best he can. That is a natural one, which I will reroll, because I'm not saying. Oh, wait, so are you? Uh, action surge. Action surge? Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, should have said it. Uh, okay. This hits two, it's 11 plus nine is Go 20. For it. So that is uh, two plus six is eight, and for the final attack, my action surge is a 19 to hit, and that Definitely. is uh, 12. 12, great. Oof. So as you rush up and just cut through it rapidly, pushing FCG back and getting in defensive position, you at first like dart through and you're, you're cutting and you're seeing material kind of like splinter off and fade. The third strike, you cut, and you hear it shriek internally. And the fourth strike, you cut upward, and you can see bits of like dark ichor spilling out of it. It hits the ground, and it kind of burns away. You've taken a heavy chunk out of that one. Great. It seems very unhappy. Okay. All right. Done so. Finish your turn. All right. Imogen, you're up with Chetney on deck. Um, At the top of your turn, because you begin your turn within the Tormenting Shadow, immediately need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. With a d4 added. Why? Because you're within ten feet of me. Hey. Luck likes you right now. Oh yeah. I'm feeling really lucky right now. Luck likes you right now. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so you take half the damage. Okay. Okay. Which is probably good. So you take nine points of necrotic damage. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And you are slowed, so you only move half your movement. Okay. Oh no. Um, can I just like back up and try to get out of this? Yeah. You go ahead and. Step back, five feet out of the shadow, and you see Fern right you know, to your back, and the two creatures that you had currently situated. I need you to make a constitution saving throw because of the damage you took. Oh, so you can maintain geez. concentration. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Would that still would that still have been within ten feet of me? Uh it would have been, yeah, because it was so top to around, D4. so add another D4 to it. You're gonna help. You can also add a D6 if you need it. It's just got to be better than half of the. Better than half the damage you take, or ten, whichever is better. So, so DC is ten. But I only took nine points of. Correct. Damage. But the the minimum is always going to be ten for a concentration check. Okay. Okay. Then I made it with the six that FCG got. Okay, me. great. So. so with that, you maintain concentration. You still feel the tethers <laughs> attached to the two creatures. It's your turn. What do okay. you do? Lucky, lucky, um, lucky, lucky. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. I'm gonna just keep it up and shoot him again. Just hitting them with the witch bolt, but the one on this side, I'm gonna just use the witch bolt and shove them back five feet if I can with my telekinetic shove. Okay. At the same time. Strength saving throw on there for you? Uh, 15. Uh, that is a tw 11. Great. So they actually have a penalty on that. I don't know that. if it matters, but I'm just trying to get him further away. Pushes him back yeah. and then roll damage for each of them. Okay. 11. Mm -hmm. 11 Good. on that one? Sure. Whichever one you want. Uh, I'm gonna do, yeah, 11 on that one, okay. and then eight damage on the one that Orem was hitting. Got it, okay. Okay. <laughs> you once again invoke both of these tethers, and both tethers bright and wide, almost like the, uh, 
uh, the filament in a light bulb. They just glow a bright purple and then <laughs> send the energy Dress through in an instant. It floats up in the air as it happens. As it floats down, both of them <laughs> take the hit. And the one you push away, you can see it's tugging at the edge of the tether, but it's it's still angry and it's hungry. The one over here by Orm is looking like it's having a rough time. It's starting to like, it's just like trying to stay afloat and flying. Um, that finish your turn, Imogen? Uh-huh. Chet, you're up. Yeah, ah, run up uh, 25 feet towards the one that's at Ashton. I don't get very close. Am I within melee? You are within melee. I'll take a couple swipes with my chisel! Within 10 feet of me or now? Yeah, you can get there. Amazing. Uh, within 10 feet of you, yeah. Oh, add a d4 to your attacks. Uh, d4 to the attacks, too? Yep. Yep. What's up, tiny dancer? What? Oh! <laughs> and I just like, fuck this, no! <laughs> I'm out! I'm tiny! <laughs> I didn't agree to this! <laughs> uh, 21 on the first one. Weird little, and weird little fireworks. 22, 24 on the second one. Both hit, go ahead and roll damage. Amazing, uh, 1d6. But I don't have any Crimson Ride up, because these things don't have blood. That's a one. Uh, plus six, so seven well, on the first just one. Just you know, you don't need, they don't need to have blood for you to do a Crimson Ride on them. It still hurts them, because it takes your blood. It's blood curses that don't affect them. Oh, that's interesting. So, in theory, if you wanted to use a bonus action in advance to do Crimson Ride, you'd be allowed to. No, okay. uh, 17. 17 points total between the two strikes. Between the two of those? Great, yeah. awesome. So it's usually cut through it. Uh, and this is a, your magical chisel, correct? Yes. Yes. So that does indeed like carve through it, and you hear the <laughs> kind of streak inside as the material, not noticing you were there since you've been invisible since you arrived, mm -hmm. it seems to swirl and almost like rearrange the positioning of these like hundreds of little dangling tethers of, of grave-like material, and then suddenly emerging from it, <laughs> this not even like flat mouth of just jagged teeth. It almost seems almost like one of those blood worm, like round mouths, just kind of oh, appears, yeah. knowing that you're present. Yeah, me. All right, does that finish your turn? Yep. Alrighty. That brings us to Ashton. Ashton, I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Ashton, Ashton. Fuck it up to the Ashton, day. Ashton, read all about it. Uh, 15? 15, yeah, that's a success. All right. So you only take half damage uh, for Wow, he's got another nine points of necrotic damage. Those are some decent damage rolls. Reduced by half. And your speed is reduced to half. I know. <laughs> I'm. Too sexy for my Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we're speed uh, reduced to half. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna back out since, uh, and kind of. Here? Uh, yeah, and then see what I'm going to see there. Uh, I'm going to take a look around. Let's go, Barbarian. Okay. Uh, Fuck that guy in particular over right over there. So I'm gonna head straight towards uh, the the guy that no that Orem's uh, oh, gotcha. uh, yeah, engaging. Him. Run towards him. Get rid of him. Barbara. We can do anything. Orem, shields up. Barbara. And I'm gonna take a swing and see if I can get the ball <laughs> right in the center to to squish on the shield. I'm just gonna try and fucking pancake. Them. Okay, go ahead and make your attacks. All right. Hey, and look at that. All right, here we go. Uh, that's a. Uh, uh, 13 to 22 to hit. That hits. That hits. All right, let's see what that does. Yeah. Uh, 15 points of damage. Hammer 15 down. points of damage. Hammer down. Um, big squish, <laughs> flipping around again. Going to get a better angle and see if I can get this thing to hit like a, like a fucking ringing bell. Let's do it. Uh, seven, eight, <laughs> 17? 17 damage? No, to hit. But to hit, that definitely hits. Okay. 
come on, guys. Ah, oh, that's better. Uh, it's the same. You crush it, kill it, and 15 it. more points of damage. How do you want to do this? Yeah. Well, I want to get a, just take a little bit of, of rolling at the uh, angle, Rollies. right? You've got the shield down. I'm just going to get that ball right between the hammer and the shield, and we're just going to crack it like a fucking egg. Cool. Oh, cool. You slam the, <laughs> that, that center of its weird whipping form and find where the magical power of your hammer finds that solid nature of its body, and you push it against the shield, and with that form, it splatters like a, like an overripe fruit. <laughs> and as it does, all the tethers of weird black fabric just kind of dissipate, and then get picked up by wind and scattered past the dark fog in the distance. It's just the LED light show going on in my head and through my eyes right now. Oh my god. Orm's feet get driven like six inches back in the soil. Ow! I'm ready for the next one! Run! I'm running towards Fern. With whatever I have left. Oh, I'm not the yeah. Oh, I'm, that's right, half my movement. That's that's all I can probably do. Yes, that'd be... Because I can move 20 feet. Correct, yeah. Total. All right. So that's your go. Yep. Uh, now it brings us to their turn. So, this one here uh -oh. is going to turn around towards where oh, you are, no. Chetney. Yes. And you watch as the materials kind of like bring a spiral in place, and then out of the dark hole, <laughs> claw reaches out towards you for twenty. Oh yeah, it hits. twenty hits. As it reaches into your spiritual form. You feel the terrible raking pain as it kind of rips a chunk from your body. And you take 18 points of necrotic damage. Bush! It regains. I'm visible again. Points. No, but there's a hole of blackness between us. Don't use that as an excuse. <laughs> and I need you to make Constitution saving throw. For okay, me, Constitution saving throw. Four! Four. Oh, thank God. So how much damage did you take? You took? Eight. Uh, 18 points. 18. Your maximum hit points also are now reduced by eight. <gasps> Damn! As it tears no. a sizable That's part of your spirit from you and devours it. And <gasps> you watch as Chetney's light dims. Just a little bit. Oh, oh no. Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and then it's going to Sink beneath the ground and vanish. Oh, great. No attack of opportunity? If Chatney dies, Chetney so does get attack of opportunity as it leaves. Yes. Destroy it, Chat. Oh. Kill it. What? You have an attack of opportunity. Oh, sorry. I was modifying my current hit points for good. Uh, hey, I hit it with the thing. Take your attack. Not that nice. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, 21. That hits. Good roll damage. Uh, 12 points of slashing. Nice. You got it. As it vanishes beneath the ground. Alrighty. This one here is going to drift around. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! And then oh. create its own no. fermenting no, shadow. No, not again! Can't they be bad at D&D like we are? <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been playing for too long. And as it's there, it's going to go ahead and sink beneath the ground, oh. out of sight. Dang. For fuck's sakes. And they're, they're gonzo. You have no visual sight on them at the moment. Oh. Hello! Uh, now, I can hear you. Yeah. 
You would not get any attack opportunities. It leaves because you have to see the target. That you sure. Saw. So that ends their turn. FCG, you're up. You're in darkness. I need you to make Constitution saving throw for me. Constitution saving throw. Yep. No, can't help. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Great. You take seven points of necrotic damage, and you are slowed. Oh man. Slow condition. Bloop, well, bloop, bloop. Slowed in the sense bloop, that bloop. you just can only do half movement until you're out of the. Out of the oh, when you're out, you're out. Yeah. So oh, when you're inside, then I will. Yeah. I will move out. Um, yeah. You would have had a little. You could move a little more over. Yeah, that, you're up here if you wanted to. Um. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. So you would have had a little more movement. Yeah. There's nothing of note inside. Just good God. I don't know what direction to move in. Nothing else that red. Well, you know where the source of the shadow came from, at least. So. Yes, I do. But. I don't know which way I would want to move. Well, yeah, I don't even know that it's gone, so I would go towards Orm to get out. Okay, you bump into Orm immediately. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just uh, so you can move through him if you want just to. Just another uh, living soul coming around. Do you make a concentration check for me, though, to see if you can maintain the beacon? Uh-huh. So, you also get a, you get 13 a you get stuff. A, you get a, yeah, you get a, yeah, okay, never mind. Okay. Um, well, now that I'm out, can't enter I see no enemies. Nor can I see Chetney, Imogen, or Fern. Correct. Um, my friends in front of me, Orem and uh, Ashton, how how wickedly hurt are either of you? I am gl- I'm glowing like like somebody out of one of the Thor films right now. I'm <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the circles are, are an amorphous blob of shadow, right? Yeah, it's to just our vision. Kind of, yeah, it's just like this black dome of pitch dark. Okay. Um, well, then in that case, That's I will. Uh, I will, whew, bonus action, uh, just cast Spiritual Weapon so it's up and ready Sorry. when they come back. Okay, where would you like your Spiritual Weapon to be and what does it look like? Let's have it be um, just uh, uh, right right between sort of me and, and um, Orem for right now. Okay. And it's the thing that Black Fabric hates the most. It's a bottle of bleach. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> There's your bottle of bleach. Hey, you got one. <laughs> more, of a, more of a Tide Pod, isn't it? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's my bonus oh, action. For an action, I don't. You can also hold actions, too, with the condition of if you see something. Sure, sure. I guess I can hold. Hold action. I already cast a spell. I will hold. Uh, if holding action uses my reaction for this turn, is that how it works? Uh, it will when it goes off. Yeah. Fuck. I'm in trouble. In that case, I will just use my action for self care, and I will drink a potion of healing. Go for it. You don't have to roll the dice. Roll it. I don't have to roll to see. No, because no, you have the beacon of hope. Beacon of hope. So, so four points plus oh, uh, beacon. Yeah. Well, eight points plus two because yeah. it's four and four plus two. So ten points. You just get ten oh, points. Ten points. Hey, that's Always great. Max. There you go. And then slide that book over here. Okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, thank you, Ash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alrighty. So that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, now we come to the top of the round. The fire. Where does this go yet? That's oh, right. You're at the bottom. Sorry, yes. my bad. You're up. Um, Should we do something? Ooh, now it's dark. Okay, I'm just going to try to back out of this. Okay. Just Which direction? 
I'm gonna. I'm just backing out. So I guess. Well, I would love to try to go this way. Yeah. Back out. Top of the round, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. That's a success. So you only take five points of necrotic damage. Okay. That's not bad. Not too bad. You step out. I don't see anybody else, right? You see not the me. I, I can't. I you can't. See, you see uh, Chetney, and you see Imogen. That's it. I'm not high enough over the the blobs are too high for for. Unfortunately, for yeah, it's kind of okay. A, it's too big. It's a ten foot radius, so it's a ten foot dome, and you're like kind of just at the crest of it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I think they're gone. <laughs> I think we did it. Um, Great. But I am going to prepare an ice knife. Okay. If one shows up. Mm. You got it. Okay. So you go ahead and have your ice knife at the ready. Is that your turn? That's my turn. Okay. Turns back to the top of the round for one. You know what? Could I actually have Mister come over to me? Yeah. Mister comes over to you right there. All right. Top of the next round. The one that was destroyed, the shadow that it created now vanishes. Oh, it was uh, destroyed? Yeah, I popped, yeah, we popped it. Oh, I thought it just went into the ground. Two of them went into the ground, but one of them was destroyed oh, earlier, okay, but okay, it, okay. the shadow that it created vanishes at the top okay, of the next great. round. The fire also begins to spread. I feel like we should do something about that. Anybody got anything for fire? Actually, I have something. <clears throat> to start, not I to start fires. Yeah. Orem, well. you're up. All right. Get the engine on deck. Yep. Five, 10, 15, I slide under here, get past Imogen, and okay. use my last bit of movement to bait and switch again. Okay. Put myself there in front of them. Imogen gains two points to her AC for this round, if she okay, stays great. near, doesn't have to, and I hold my attack to uh, slice anything that attacks her or I. You've got it. Okay, that finishes your turn. Imogen, you're up with Chetney on deck. Um, well, I assume, since they are out of my range, are they out of my range? You don't feel the tether vanish. Let me see here how it works. Down below. It's quite a fire. Is that new I fire? Would have that's one fire. fire. I haven't seen that fire. It doesn't say that you have to see the target to do it again. No. So as long as it's within 30 feet of me. Yeah. And the tether, the tether, as you kind of are holding it, you can see the tether kind of like moving through the ground a bit. Oh, oh please. Where's it moving? Can I feel it? It's currently right where it kind of dropped, just below the ground. <laughs> Go ahead and roll d10, or d12. Nine points. Nine of points of damage to it. Great. So it strikes him. You assume beneath the ground. Mm -hmm. So, all right, that's your action. Do I? What, what do I have my thing around me for? Is that concentration? It's concentration. Yeah. Okay. It's a hula hoop. <clears throat> um, that's all I have. Do you want to move or do you stay put? Uh, I'd if you move, you lose the two A to AC. Yeah, I don't want to move. Okay, so you hold tight. That brings us to Chetney with Ashton on deck. Uh, I'll move forward 15 feet towards the outside of that scarkle. Right there, okay. And I'll hold two slashing attacks with my chisels, but I'll use my bonus action to draw it across my hand and get a little going. You got it. That's Chisel is now light. Six points of damage to me. You got it, Alrighty. Now, 
Finishing Chetney's go, holding his action. Ashton, you're up. So, question. Yeah? Um, uh, since there's nothing to hit, I'm going to have to drop Rage at the end of my turn. Uh, since there's nothing to hit and you aren't hitting, yeah. You can re-rage if you want to. Will I have to re-roll to re-rage? Or if to, to maintain rage? I'm fine either way. I'm just I'm just curious. Do I do I do if I re re-roll? Re if you if you go ahead and re-rage, we'll have to re-roll. Alright. You are fine either way. Hmm? You are fine either way. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm going to step down. That's also if you take no damage before the end of your next turn, too. But if you spend a rage now to maintain it, you can if you want to. But I'll still be raging until the beginning of my next turn. Correct. Okay, if I'm not actually gonna lose it right now, then. Because yeah, you got hit last turn, or you hit last turn. I hit last so turn. So it isn't, it isn't until the beginning of your next turn. If you don't hit anything or don't take damage, then you will. So I will rage. just have to rage at the beginning of my next turn, Correct. and I'll still have good coverage. Correct. All right. In that case, um, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to head on over here. Where can I be the most help um, with where I'm at right now? I'm going to. FCG, are you okay where you are right now, or do you want a little coverage? I'm okay. I mean, you just, I don't know. I don't know where they are, so yeah, I'm fine. Uh, shit damn. I'm going to, <laughs> shit damn. Uh, I'm gonna try and see if I can get just uh, over there to get um, there. About there. Here or here? Um, probably one more further, if that's okay. Yeah. Alrighty. And then, yeah, I'm just going to hold my attacks or the next thing that comes around. I'm, I've got a, I've got a, some attacks and reactions to play with. You've got it. Okay. Finishing your go. It is now their turn. Top of their turn. Since they are both in a solid object, they do both take a little bit of damage. Oh. Ooh, that's good. Okay. What? I don't know. <laughs> How do you do this? How do you do this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Up here. Right about here. Since you are the, the three are gathered in that one space, as it emerges, you kind of sense a little, because it is a little bit peeking out of the shadow, you do get an attack. All right, here we go. Add a d4 to your attack. Yay! We'll say it has half cover, because you can only see part of it, okay. technically. So, so. disadvantage, or? Uh, no, it just gets plus two to Oh, plus AC. two, okay. All right, well, it's 14 plus, uh, no, it's not 14. 17 plus nine, so yeah, that's wow. pretty good. It definitely hits. Okay, and that will be, let's make it a goading attack. Ooh. That's nine, and it has to make nine points of damage plus seven to sixteen. So sixteen points of damage, and it has to make that wisdom save. You got it. Trouble. Trouble. Uh, Trouble. Uh, Trouble. Okay, so so it saves, and I attack again. There's a six plus four is ten plus uh, nineteen to hit. Nineteen hits, and we'll just pump another goading attack into it. Go for it. Use all them dice. Yep. <laughs> Two plus six is eight. Uh, uh, four is twelve. Delilah, twelve points forget. of damage. No, 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 use it you all. Got it. Um, oh, and then has to make the wisdom save. That it makes uh, it's a thirteen. A fails. A fails. So, so it is now disadvantage against everyone except for me. You got it. Go Great. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. And as it emerges into the space. It is going to 
do what it was trying to do, which is attack the creature that it's tethered to, that damaged Ooh. underground. So it's going to strike out flash at you. It does have disadvantage on the attack, okay, though, because of you. Good. Which would have been a 21 to hit on the first roll. Is an 11 on the second. So, in goaded in your bonus AC, it strikes out towards you, and as it goes in that direction, you see Orm kind of harrying it from the side, and it just kind of gets distracted. It strikes wide as your kind of magical mage armor deflects the claws of this strange necrotic creature. Uh, so, no impact on you. This one here is going to appear right behind you, Chetney. You appeared, so I could take two swipes at him. You do, you do indeed. Add a d4 to both attacks. Nice. We're a lot of us around I got right in the middle of y'all. 27 for the first oh. one. That hits. Uh, 14, uh-oh. Hopefully someone will try and hurt me. 17 for the second one. Yeah, that hits as well. Oh, nice, good. nice. Come on, Barbara Downs. 10. Tell me which damage is fire, by the way, separately. So dual weapon 16, damage. 16 on the first one. Great. Plus some fire damage from the Crimson Right. You got it. And uh, <clears throat> same one, same thing. <clears throat> what did I say? 16. 16, how much was fire? Uh, six. Okay, gotcha. Six. Yep, six. <laughs> six plus one. Oh, I need to roll that again. No, that is a six, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. that's the first attack? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. So go ahead and do oh, the, and the second one was the exact the same. Exact same, exact same on, everything. on everything. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All the same dice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Listen, these Werthers are real good, you guys. Werthers. <laughs> <laughs> I had that there for a reason. Okay. Every Werthers you 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 suck on. I just watched one more right here happen. So as it emerges, <laughs> you strike it twice, and it angrily <laughs> lashes out at you. An attack. That is going to be eighteen. Uh, that's my seat. That's serious. It just barely strikes. The claw cuts into you once more. Damn it. Doing a life drain damage of. I'm going to absorb half of this. 20 points of necrotic damage. Whoa! I'll take 10. All right, so you take 10 and you take 10. You should make a constitution saving throw. Oh no. Add a d4 to it. And I need you to make a constitution throw. saving throw. Sure. You do not. Add a d4 to it. Yeah, yeah you don't Ooh. get to. But. I don't get to add. Concentration or constitution? Constitution. 18. 18. 18, a success. So you're fine. You get a nine. Nine. Your maximum hit point is reduced by 10. My maximum hit, hit points, points are reduced, are by, reduced 10. by 10? Correct. Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, and do I also drop Beacon of Hope? Uh, well, we get to roll constitution, concentration check now to oh, see. Oh, that was a constitution yeah, Correct. That, to... that was the life drain because Got you took it. the damage from it. Essentially, oh, the life drain drawed from you as well. FCG. I would do anything for a fellow living soul. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Now roll another constitution saving throw for me to see if you okay. maintain concentration. 18 plus. You're nine. fine. Okay, great. So that's going to finish it, but it does regain. Fuck. 20 hit points. Gain the fuck. Damn, 20 hit points? Does it get full? It gets a full. Damn. 20. Yeah. <laughs> damn. And then. Oh, damn. It's going to no. like shift back through the building Just over run to away you. from him. Dick. Attack of opportunity? Uh, you, you held your reaction to go ahead and attack when it appeared as the Orem. And this guy's going to go ahead and. Dirk goes. Move back over here and then vanish beneath. No! I can't attack it! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. These guys are dicks. Alrighty. 
That finishes their go. FCG, you're up for your on deck. Oh, Fabric swatches are dicks. <laughs> oh, man. Should put out the fucking fire. Yeah. Why? Something about it. It's burning. I don't like it. I think. <laughs> Damn. I feel like the cabin's important. All right. Well, that's like how they would run. They always ran her out of town. <laughs> fucking. Who's stuff. real hurt? Who's the worstest hurt? Probably me, I guess. Okay. I will uh, bonus action. Anybody lower than 22? Mm -mm. Never. Bonus action healing word. Um, Chetney, I guess. Boy, using up these spell slots. Mm -hmm. What else I got? Oh, wait, I can do cure wounds if I get over to you. I'll just walk over to you. <laughs> Slightly better. I'll do a first level of cure wounds, which will heal you eleven points because of beacon. beacon. No, he wasn't Wait, on the. He's he the only one not the on the beacon. beacon. Yeah. So I have to roll for it. I, okay, I got a six. I got a six, so that's uh, wait. Is this a D8? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, uh, six plus three, nine nine points. I love that's it. Right. That's not bad. Thanks, that's not bad. FCG. Souls for the win. <laughs> um, do I have some more movement? You do. You move 15, so you have 15 more feet of movement. I'll keep going, I guess, towards the cabin if you're telling us that we got to go to the cabin. Not that I can do anything. I was going to say, there's nothing. I don't know what I can do. Alrighty. Um, and does my spiritual weapon move with me? There's or? a bonus action. You can move it, yeah. I already used my. Oh, oh no, Cure Wounds is an action, so Correct. I still have a bonus action. It moves 20 feet as a bonus action. Um, Put it somewhere likely that it's going to knock into something. I'll, yeah, I'll bring it sort of between me and Chetney, if I, or close as I can. Right there. Okay, yeah. Okay, there you go. Finishes your go. Fern, you're up. Okay, so since I had the ice. Oh, and then at the end of my turn, I take 10 points of damage. Mm. Oh, that's right, yeah. Fuck. Since I had that prepared, mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to peek to the side and shoot my ice knife at. The, the the big boy back there. Oh, don't forget, you had your own, oh you had your ice knife prepared for if somebody showed up, so you would have seen the one that attacked Chet. Yes, I would. So we'll go ahead and go ahead and make that attack now, so you don't lose the spell. Okay. So you would have flung your ice knife outward towards it, right as it apparated from the ground. Ooh. Uh, plus four. I guess you make a choice. You want to choose the one that went after Chet or the one that went after Imogen? Because technically, you would have seen that in the same sphere. Yep. Probably the one that came up right next to us. Okay, yeah. you got it. Go ahead and roll it. Okay, oh, nice. Was it a saving throw or you roll for an attack on it, actually, for Ice Knight? I roll an attack, but he, uh, he, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Mm. Oh, the target and each creature. You're right, okay. Now, here's a problem, just so you're aware. Each oh, creature within five shoot. feet. So you're going to want to hit the one next to you or the one next to Chetney? I'm going to go for the one next to Chetney. Okay, you got it. Okay. So. <laughs> so so you roll for an attack. What was the attack roll? Okay. With the d4 added to it. No, too far. Wait. 20, 26. 5, 10. Oh, 10, okay. never mind. Holy yeah. shit. 26 definitely hits. Okay. All right, so go ahead and roll the damage for the initial hit. And then both Chetney, he's made a dexterity saving throw. And so is the creature. Sorry, Chet. Definitely fails his dexterity saving throw. Any, any second now, I'm going to lose this power anyway. Sorry, Chet. Ooh, seven. Seven? Yep. All right, so well, how much damage was the original hit for it? Uh, four. 
Four points of cold damage from the initial hit, and then the, the failed deck save, which an additional 2d6 cold damage to both Chetney and the creatures. So roll oh 2d6. Oh my god. Do it. With Two. pride. Four. Another four damage to each. That was amazing. And you take four cold damage. Sorry, As it emerges, and then it quickly like darts back and vanishes on the other side of the, uh, kind of moving around this way. You do notice it kind of makes a wide berth around the flames. Actually, it probably would be closer to over here. Doesn't want to get that close. Wide um, berth around the flames. What? Interesting. Um, what? Okay. So finishing that go, Fern. Mister. Go throw some shit at that guy. Wanted to move first. Yeah. Now, now that was your reaction of last turn. You still have your action this turn. So that was the ice knife you were holding. Great. So you can still go. Okay, let's do ice knife again at, at that guy over there. That guy over Chet. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you, you guys. Step over. over Never trusted him. Casting at first level. You got it. I'm gonna cast it at yes, first level. You got it. Oh, wait, All right. Hold on. I just cast it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First level. Let's give him a little attack. And let me do this. Do not add a d4 this time. Do not, okay. No. Natural 19. Nice. That's great. So go ahead and roll. So it's a d10. Let's do. Let's do this one. Four! Both to the same. Did he fail a deck save? That would be. That would be uh, 14. What's your DC? It's blocking your. Oh, okay. 16. 16. Definitely fails. So go ahead and roll 2d6 cold damage. Six. There we go. Okay. Hold on. How do you want to do this? Oh. Yeah. Just crossed over into its damage threshold. Oh, amazing. Okay, I'm going to shoot out the ice knife, and I want it to just go right between one of his eyes. Does he have eyes? You haven't seen any eyes. Or but for this instance. In the middle of his face. For this, I'll say. Is that a face? As it's Peering back, and the flames are glowing on this 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 hut next to it, and you see its shape kind of pulling back. It's heavily damaged, and as it does, you see the teeth moving through, and you see what looks like a, a yellow glow, like an eye moving through, and that's your moment. As the ice knife sinks into it, the cloth almost whips back, like it's retracting from the gravity. The the physics are being pushed back, and as it does, the tethers almost freeze in place, like all the weird whipping around just kind of stops. All this ice just bursts out. These jagged, like dagger crystals, just jut out from the middle of its form. As it does, it falls to the ground and then shatters into a thousand pieces. Do any of the, the ice shards calm down some of the fire near the hut? Roll a d20. An eleven plus. Fifteen. Fifteen. The shards stick into the side of the hut. This flame is extinguished. What? Okay. Ice did that? Are they all gone now? Was that the last one? There's one more floating out there somewhere. Top of the next round, are you done? Top of the next round! I'll keep Mr. there, yes. 
We're good. Yes, I'm done. Okay. Nice. Mr. Hang's there. Uh, it's gone. Top of the next round, the flames. Top of the next. <laughs> the flames continue to spread and expand outward. Mm. Orem, you're up first. Midget on deck. There's not much I can do here. Um, shite. I am going to. No, there's not really a great play for me here, so I'm just going to stay put and hold my action to uh, hit anything that comes within range of Imogen and Orm. You got it. That's okay. it. That finishes your go. Imogen, you're up with Chetney on deck. Anything we do to put out the flames? I mean, I don't have anything. Oh, you still have a tether. I do, technically, but I think it went far enough away from me that I don't have it. It went, it went more than thirty feet. So yeah, no, so that dropped. All right. No way to um, like. But I could feel it as it went off that direction, yeah. right? <laughs> this way before it vanished. Nothing that like you can't like telekinetic smother. I don't know. Telekinetic. Oh, telekinetic smother. Thing. I don't know. That's one of my spells. Pick up a blanket and. I might have something that would work. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step uh, in front of the hut. Okay. Within ten feet of Ashton. That would be the closest you can. It gonna matter for much longer. Oh right. Yeah. Um, can I get? On the other side Stop. of the whatever, on the of the bleach <laughs> bottle, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, let me see. I don't think. No, I can with prestidigitation snuff out a small campfire. Ooh. This is a little more than a small. This is a little more Sorry. than a small. Cool, 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 cool. That's well, fine. Me, I have the beholder, okay. That would make everything a little easier. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to prep Dissonant Whispers and hold it until I see that motherfucker come out of the ground. You got it. All right, hold Dissonant Whispers. Chetney, you're up with Ashen on deck. Ah, I'm in a lot of pain. It hurts. My body. I'm going to walk away from where Ashton is. Which direction? I'm going to come over, uh, over here. And I'm gonna hold two swipes of anything that comes near me. You got Friend it. Door fell. What? <laughs> I'm right next to you. Ashton, you're up. Well, uh, the the rage drops. The unfortunately, fireworks slowly go out. Oh. I should hit you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna kind of. Did you just slap him and keep it up? Bitch. I don't think that actually works, does it? That's like that's. I always feel like that's. I mean, like it's there are places where story-wise it makes sense. Yeah. But oh. I don't know if this is one of those places where story-wise it like. I mean, Chetney pisses people off a lot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. A hostile creature. Your face uh, looks Chetney's like a buzzer. I mean, hostile yeah. yet. We're yeah. taking damage since then, so you could technically hit him. I mean, like, here's the thing: if you want to hit someone and do damage, like a full attack, I'll allow it. No, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a little. I find but it a little sketchy. If it makes I narrative it a little sense. sketchy. If it makes narrative sense. So I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to step back, get uh, probably right next to uh, Imogen, just like right there, just okay. kind of watch the twelve, and then I'm 
I'm just going to go again for my bonus action, and uh, where are we at? Oh, we got a... Uh, we got uh, the uh, start to get that weird little now red and blue shift that attaches where I seem to be, which you have now experienced because you saw a whole bunch of fucking possibilities where it's just yeah. chunk of me going one way, a chunk of me going the other, mm. and just little little hops. So which one did you roll? Uh, time. Time. Oh, gotcha. Up in time. You got it. Okay. Finishing, and there, since you're bonus action, you're holding your action. I'm holding my action to hit whatever the hit or yeah, hit or react. Top of the round, it takes a little bit of damage. From being on, ooh, it takes a lot of damage being underground. That is not good. How does the ground want to do that? <laughs> no, there was no, no, it wasn't quite a possibility for that. I do have a stick of um, dynamite. I could just blow the house up. Sure. No, don't blow the house up. Let's put out the flames. Yeah, but loudness in there. <laughs> I went in there. She's not in there. It goes ahead and yeah, emerges. What's in there? It is fire. The fire. That's it. What do we care? It's a house in the middle of Maybe a dreamscape. Maybe if we put the flames dream out, house. she'll come it means back. Something. Yeah. It's a lot in dreamscape. Okay. Dream house. It pops out of the ground about here. It instantly gets hit with dissonant whisper. Indeed. Yes. So was that saving throw? It appears. You fucked with her in life. You're not gonna fuck with her in death too. Okay. And so as a wisdom saving throw? Yes. Natural 19. Ooh. Oh come on. Oh come on. Does it take you half damage? Maybe. Most saves on spells, it's usually a half, half damage. Half damage, yes, so that's 3d6. Okay. Have some damage. Come on, come on, come on, mm. come on. Five points. Five points of damage. How do you want to do it? No. As it emerges, <laughs> and just darts forward towards you. Hey, look who's, look who's nearby now. Yep. Excellent. I will take my two hits. Go for it. The coon, the coon. Uh, I do not have advantage on them, no, I do not. No. Take my two. Uh, Take my oh, 12. Two 12 misses. Oh my god. <laughs> A whiff. <laughs> Darts beneath the weapon. On the other hand, the 19 plus 9, 28. That will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Bang. Ooh. 16 points of damage. How do you want to do that? Uh, as I'm waiting and I'm holding and having that weird red-blue vibrate where it's getting more and more to a redshift, more and more than blue, as it comes in close, it's almost as if I swing back to hit it and there's this little blue line and it suddenly fades and there's just, I'm already at the other end of it and it's just gone. Cool. That's it's not awesome. even a movement. It kind of stands there for a second, almost like you had missed it and everyone kind of thinks this attack actually missed before. It just scatters the two different sides like it was ripped in half, and you see half of its whipping cloth-like, you know, uh, burial shroud material just shoot off in two different directions, like it just got completely ripped in twine, and it kind of dissipates. And like pop ash. back, and it's like I never even, never even swung. Cool. That hurt a lot. It's on that, fire. Do we care? Anybody got anything to put out a fire with? That's the end of the combat, technically, but the flames are spreading and consuming. Uh, that's. Fix you this. have an idea? Confirm has an idea. It's your turn. Oh. No, I, oh. We're just out of it. Do what you will. All right, I've never tried this before. Um, I'm going to get up a little close, spit in my hand, rub it together, and cast Tidal Wave. Ooh. Oh! What? Wow, that should do it. That's a big one. There we go. As you pull back, slam your hand Whoa. down. Right where you are. You watch. <laughs> No. No. So you said yeah. you move. You move up closer. Yeah. I said, yeah. Cool. 
<laughs> yeah, everyone kind of steps aside. Yeah, way over here. <laughs> De- describe how you summon the tidal wave in this in this space. How do you how do you call forth the elements, and what does it look like? Okay. Oh. Um, well, I spit in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just kind of rub it together, and even though it's water, it still looks a bit like fire. Mm-hmm. Still a little. A little red. A little water fire? Water fire, <coughs> you know, you've seen these before. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like a blue flame instead. That's cool. Fire That's water. Cool. And it just just a little a little a little bit shoots out of my hand, but then when you see it sort of go up. Immediately you watch as this tiny spark of kind of blue roiling flame just swoops down. And this incredible, <laughs> this crashing wave of surf out of nowhere poof, hits the ground and washes up over this entire hut. The burning flames immediately are put out across the board, and the partially damaged hut, while drenched in water and some of the interior elements may have been shifted around a bit, you watch as the whole hut kind of shifts slightly off its foundation, but holds firm. And as the water subsides, you can see it's it's interesting because the crash and everything, the physics of it look like water, but the edges of it kind of flicker like a blue flame as it slowly kind of dissipates and evaporates. The hut's still standing, darkened in some places, but still present. Okay. Get in there. Yeah, can we Let's run go up and look. go inside? Yeah. yeah. You run up and go inside and you can see the the interior, the, the furniture, the, the crates, the cot, all of which are made from the same stone that everything around here is made, um, but resembling what looks to be a very small makeshift home. I hold up the rat, the little bird skull, and the little stuff. I was like, I got these before, but we should check and see if there's anything else. It came from the fireplace? I just call out, Laudna? You're safe. Did, did you say the house moved? It like slightly shifted off its foundation from the impact of the waves. Can I oh. pry up a, a bit of rotted floorboard and see if there's anything underneath? I'm going to do guidance on Orum. Okay, yeah, make an investigation check. Okay. Doi, 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 doi. 19 plus guidance is 20. Okay. Uh, tearing, kind of looking around the space here as you all kind of inspect, you find one section of the floor that looks Pretty, pretty rotted and, and crumbly. Um, it looks like it's probably in a space off to the side, kind of on the other, on the what would be the northern end of where the fireplace stones meet the floor. Um, and it's not in a space that sees a lot of foot traffic, and probably for the best. It actually looks like there might have been some one of those, would have been like a woven basket, still made of the stone, but resembles a woven basket that was shifted in the water to expose it. Like it was placed there intentionally to not be a dangerous place to stand. And you kind of like pry it open a bit, and you can look beneath. And you can see just tangled roots that dig deep beneath the house. I'm gonna push my upper half down in, and it seems ridiculous, but see if there's anything down there, and reach my hands around in it. Reach your hands down around in it. Yeah. Okay. You reach down and kind of glance within, and the roots lead to a tunnel. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, ignore it. Well, well, Let's tear this down. Found something. Set it back on fire. <laughs> uh, is it big enough for me to squeeze through? Is it big enough for Ashton or Fern to squeeze through? 
it's big enough for them to squeeze through. You easy them, maybe a little uncomfortably. Not like, you know, Bishop and Aliens uncomfortable, but like, you know, you can get through. Unless there's like a secret passageway in the fireplace or something. Pull on the candlestick holders! There are no candlestick holders. Oh. <laughs> are there any books, pictures, parchment on the walls, any decorations other than the ones that we saw? No, it's pretty bare. She never spent a lot of time in any place. She was always run out of town before. Uh, you can't oh be- shit, are you okay, by the way? Man, you got fucked up. Yeah, it fucked me up a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Want some more healing? No, it wouldn't do me much good. It'd feel a little worse for wear. You look a little dim. I mean, a, a, li- a little? Yeah. That, that number's not right anymore. No, I know that, but like, would a little help you at all? Mm, no, I got a healing potion. Okay. When did this hell, I wouldn't mind. Oh, you're hurt? I'm not, I didn't take any injuries, but I ran all out through that. Short rest? If we can, do we want to do this? Yeah. Want to look around in there? She probably, maybe she went under the house too. <coughs> Short rest would be good before we did that. Yeah. I could, I could, while, I get, while you all rest, I could just give a little pixies. Just go down and. By yourself? Well, just, well, I don't know, maybe that's a bad idea. Well, what if things go south right oh, away oh, like and as an animal. Have to dive after you? Yeah, that's true. I think this is one of those places where we should, it's best that we stick together. I think, I don't know. I just kind of get it, but we can try for it. The, the short the floor back sure. in place. Okay. Those things just, just came out of nowhere. <laughs> the whispers are still kind of, you can hear them outside. They're not as loud as they were when you approached. This is the place to fucking I, sit for an hour. Yeah, I don't know if this is a good hour. there's any safe place. Yeah, you know, try. Yeah. anywhere around. Should try. And if we get forced down, we go down. I'm gonna just. Oh shit! You want to try down there? I'm fucked up. I think we want to try. Clearly, we, we just try down there. If they chase us down, we go down. What if we, what if, what if we just, what if we do take the peak? Maybe it's better ten feet below than it is right here. Sure. I'll go they first. Take the peak. No, I can't see shit. They obviously can travel through the ground. It's not like. Oh, that's true. Being under there is going to protect us. True. Maybe. I don't know. That I don't feel like sticking around is necessarily the best idea around here. Who wants to make a decision? I, my, my, I cho- choose not to wait. We're chasing down Delilah, who has Laudna, and who knows how far away she can get in the amount of time we wait an hour. Also, Pike Trickfoot is back there maintaining this spell. She might have appointments that she needs to get to this <laughs> afternoon. Buns that need to come out the oven. Yeah. yeah. yeah weird metaphor. I did hear something about a massage appointment. She's been doing a lot of uh, bacon with old Toby. Baking. Old Toby. I think we're on the clock. What's I going? agree. I'm gonna I know heal myself then. If we're, are we moving? Unless you got like, do you have a do you have a like a ten minute heal anything like that? I have a mass healing wounds that would all give us all a little something. That's uh, maybe that's the way to go. Or mass healing word. It's not very much. It's like you know, seven points. Is the uh, Is beacon still up? Beacon's still up for it lasts for an hour. So yeah, I think right. Or maybe it's ten minutes. Let me look. Anybody? Oh no, one minute. Oh yeah, that, beacon's that gone. Is faded. It's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's always an option, or not. I'm easy either way. But I think we should move. That's my feeling. To say it, Chip, but I think we should move. Let's do it. If you need another healing potion, let me know. Should I just give everyone just a little bit of sense. a boost? 
Uh, this could be a marathon, not a sprint, Imogen. We don't know how big this place is. Well, how about we get another? One more leg. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. I'll go first. I go start. Oh, okay. I, I'll do idea. a mass healing word on everybody. That's a big spell, but that's okay. Uh, and you'll all heal. Come on, roll good. Six points. That's great. Good. And then Chetney, I will also, because we are still bonded. I only need. To, I can only take seven more points of healing. So I will give small. you another four temporary hit points. Thank you, sir. Are the are the there's. No way to reset your maximum HP until long rest. Right? Long rest is what it takes to reset your maximum yeah, okay. hit points. Or oh. Some spells can restore it as and well. I can give you another four temporary hit points. points. Oh, all right. And I can give you, Ashton, another four temporary hit points. You're keeping some shit going on. Technically, greater restoration can restore max hit points as well. But none of us have that. No, it's not taking away points from me. It's just. Stressing me out a little. <laughs> yeah, greater oh, rest. Oh, you don't need those temporary hit points that fucking matter. Show us what you're feeling. Right now, well, I, I, I was here, and I went to here. Now I'm like. Maybe. <laughs> oh. Do you want to keep this? I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh God. I can handle it. Because we've played this game for years, I think Greater Restoration could restore the negative 18 hit points I took to my max HP, but that would probably require a short rest. It's also points. a fifth level spell. I don't have it. With nobody no has access to it. And there's like and a material what are you cost. even down here for? I thought you had <laughs> I'm so excited that I set unreasonable expectations for healers in this game. This rest feels really good. So, Travis. No. Oh. Sorry. Chetney. Ah. You're going down first, you see? Yeah, I'm going. Are you going stealthily? You know it. Roll stealth check. Like the wind. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Like you. Make an advantage when I'm trying not to make any sound. What's this advantage? Nexus for? Make it attempt to conceal yourself in any sink past guard self without being noticed. Boots of Elven kind. Yeah, that's for the listening elements. Much better. It's Twenty-seven. Okay. You begin to go beneath the boards, moving them aside. And you can see, like, there, the roots of the trees in the forest continue downward, and there is a tunnel, almost like the roots kind of spiral downward, just down into the rock. And you can, like, feel it. And the roots themselves are the same kind of rock material, but making the texture and striations of the, of the, the wooden uh, material, and it just continues at a downward angle. You go for 30 feet, 60 feet, and it just keeps going down. Is the slippery texture uh, surface okay? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. like slate rock, right? Yeah. Like scamper back up. It just kind of keeps going. I went about sixty feet. The surface doesn't change. Should we just be quiet and chill about it? Do we want to just go down, and try and be quiet? Yeah. So. Sixty feet. We could all get in this damn tunnel. I don't think we're going anywhere else, right? That way we're all together. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Great. Good Neat. call. Okay. So, I would like all of you to make a stealth check as a group, please. I'm going to pass it out to we get plus 10. Plus, plus 10. 10. Yep. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, 29. Ooh. 28. Great. 17. I'll roll for Laura, that'll Laura, be fine. Laura rolled so well, she's, she's vanished. It when we roll for her. She'll know you touched it. Plus. She's gonna know. <laughs> Plus. Well, that's good. Well, it's a 20 if we accept that roll. 
Twenty's pretty good. She's probably shitting. We should just move forward. Uh, I rolled a seventeen. <laughs> Is that with okay. the ten? That's with the oh, ten. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thirty-three. Nine. I love pass without a trace. Ah. Oh my god. Chitney's now in campaign four. Um, <laughs> Stealth all the way to the next campaign. Um, I mean, dreams. Laura. She's fine, she's fine. No, okay. we can argue for a second more. Um, it's fine. We it's could fine. take does this, a 20 minute does short this rest. this count as a short rest right now? Roll for stealth, uh, no. god damn it. No, here's the same, same roll for you. I did. No, you didn't. I did. you roll? I roll better than a fucking than one. A one. <laughs> but well, but you owe you, 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 you supersede guy. me. So that's a natural one, okay. But it was a group stealth check. Oh, 20 oh was my god. god. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but it was a group stealth check as you all began to clamber down this root-filled tunnel below. Fifty feet, a hundred feet. It just seems to like corkscrew and spiral. It's odd because you're moving downward, but the sense of, of gravity that's been holding you to the surface of this odd plane seems to. I don't want to say vanish, but seems to pull you towards the wall no matter where you tug at, to the point where you're not, you don't feel any fear of falling. You don't feel anything pulling you downward. You just feel comfortable clutching the roots as you go. What's the marching order? I'm in the front. I'll go behind Chad. And I'll be like, let's say 40 to 50 feet ahead. 40 feet ahead, okay. that 33. I'll be, uh, I'll be after Fern. And then I'll be after, um, yeah. So. I'm in the back! Should I just head up the, okay, yeah. Okay. That's and because this is a house and there's this fucking tunnel underneath it, some, for some reason, uh, can I also just look for any kind of Spirit plane traps as we move. <laughs> sure, make an investigation check. Do we, like, is way, it do, dark? Do we need light? light? Yeah. I have dark vision. Thank you. It is. Much. It is lightless down I here. I can turn on light if we need it. Or I, I can do the dancing lights as well. Either one. one. We can do both. Let's do both. Both. Sixteen. Sixteen. Look a little okay. twitchy. How about you go ahead of me? Okay. You got them. Tongues out, guns out. <clears throat> <laughs> Moving deeper and deeper down this tunnel. You're the first to pick it up, because you're at the front chetney and you have a sensitive nose. It's less a scent, more than the feeling of wind beginning to pick up once more, the stillness of the depth of these tunnels beginning to shift. Like a breeze is now moving through, or once there was stillness, you continue to climb, and climb and climb, and the darkness begins to give way to a faint bit of gentle, ever so gentle green light. Uh, I will, why did I go invisible already? I'll say, I, I'll, I'll go back to the group a little bit and say, there's a little light ahead, I'm gonna check it out. Okay. I'll sneak back up and try and just get eyes on what the source of the light is or what might be in the room beyond. You climb deeper down the tunnel and the tunnel begins to open. You're going 
down, but as you step out, you see sky facing you. Weird. Blue like, sky? Like a purplish, faintly obscured starscape, almost. Like a night sky with little wisps of purple, nebulous cloud in the distance. Like you're staring down into a, a cosmic shadow. And on the sides beyond it, you can see what looks like more trees or roots. It's hard to tell, all kind of pushing downward. I'll go to just the just the mouth of the opening, not breaking that plane and like as I get closer, does it actually am I actually looking up from underneath trees, leafless trees? You are, and as you step forward, the gravity seems to shift now where all of a sudden you're emerging from the floor. What looks to be another forest-like realm around you. Just the eyes. Make a perception check. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. You see some more of these trees, and then beyond them, maybe about thirty feet from where this tunnel is, a wall, partially crumbled. Beyond that wall, you can see what looks to be the rooftops. And then not far beyond them, a massive, leafless tree of hundreds and hundreds of bare branches looming over this shaded city with a faint bit of green light just drifting out like a mist filling the city and lighting it from underneath. And that's where it ends tonight's episode. Oh, oh, oh. You rat bastard. No! Shadow of white snow. Are we? Oh my god. We're not in the Shadow Fell, right? Yeah, but it's some dark mirror. Yeah, we're of in some already dark place. Something different. different. It's a that mercy. Nice little crafty memory bastard. and ember filled with awful. <laughs> Are we? Well, we'll find out more uh, next session. No, so. We'll just do it now. We'll just do it now. <laughs> uh, I ain't got a whole city to explore. Man, a whole city. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Well, we'll figure out next time because uh, we'll pick it up then. But yeah. in the interim, thank you so much for joining us. We love you very much. And is it Thursday? Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Critical Role. If you've enjoyed this ever-weaving story, please consider rating and reviewing our podcast. You might just inspire someone new to hop on the wagon for the journey. We have plenty more stories to tell. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next time.